What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 326, broken up into two parts, A and B. B. Thank you, sirs. 326A, posting on 418, will be discussion on the Gargantuan, that is a Super Mario Brothers movie. And 326B, posting on 421, will be a discussion on the not-so-Gargantuan film, Chupa. I am one of your hosts, Grayson. Wahoo! Maxwell, joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Roger. Time is like hope, fleeting. Still in our lovely perma guest, Chris. This movie is a 10. Bon. That's right. How are we doing? I was going to be pissed. Uh, (laughs) That would have been perfect. Chris, Luigi. (laughs) Ah, Luigi. How are we doing? Cranky. You don't need a soundboard because uh, we got Roger over here just coming in with with all the different sound effects as you're leading (laughs) in. It's perfect. How are we doing? How are we doing this week, guys? What is going on? It's good, man. Doing good. It's been beautiful here. Yeah, weather's been good. Softball and t-ball season starts. Apparently, that that dies tonight, though. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, oh, oh wait, I heard you're supposed to get like forty-four degrees is high tomorrow. Life. Two days ago was eighty-five. <laughs> legitimately, wait, wait, aren't we, I? My brother told me that there's supposed to be some kind of snow accumulation coming. It's possible there is potential snow in like <sighs> that's insane. Was that Tuesday morning or something like that? Yeah. Yep. Well, you guys didn't get the the whatever that that March revenge snowfall is that we, we tend to get every year in the Ohio. Valley. No, we didn't get. Literally, we got like less than seven inches of measurable snow the entire winter. Yep. Oh, yeah, it was man. like yeah. It, was it like is still technically low. winter here. No, mm-hmm. wait, that ended right. No, uh, I think yeah, summer yeah, starts. Okay. Doesn't summer start June twenty first? Like officially? Well, yeah, but yeah. It, it but has it's, to it's spring technically first. spring now. Yeah, it's yeah, spring. In case now. you haven't figured that out yet, Grayson. I'll send you. I'll send you a flow chart. <laughs> my brain is addled because the the HVAC system. Uh, it's actually funny because when I got you know I got I walked in the door um, after Monday night after I work last week because I was, took uh, the long weekend and went home and then I was like oh it's so cold in here so I turned the heat up and then by the, so I went to bed it was like sixty five something wasn't right I texted the the guy who I'm running the house from uh, I worked on a show with him last year and and then when I woke up it was the temperature said it was fifty one in the Ooh. house. And so I was like, dude, Listen, you got to fix this. That's fucking chilly. Yeah. I woke up. I was like, I could see my breath. It was like I was freezing. Luckily, the water was still working. So I know it wasn't like a heating, like a, a heater problem. But so he's he cranked it all the way up to 81. And then they fixed the HVAC system and put it back to normal. So now the heat, he's still got the heat set at 81. <laughs> so I'm just like <laughs> roasting in this house. I think my brain is roasting with it. Grayson's so. actually doing this show fully nude tonight. <laughs> As, nice. we always, as we always as joke we, with each other, that's right. That is we, right. I mean, we, we joke. I, I, I hope. Oh my goodness! Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else is going on this week? Oh, you know what? I okay. So I have to be. I have to just shout out to. So I, you know, you guys know that I listen to movies at my desk when I'm mm, when yes. I'm doing my my random input for stacks Allegedly. of paperwork I have. Um, and I was, so I, I've, I've had for several years now, the Apple AirPods, the, the basic ones that I got in 2020, the, I think it was generation two, like the, the very early they came out and I went to Apple this weekend and I tried the noise canceling headphones and oh my God, what a difference. I was standing in Apple. Of course, Apple's mob with people, huge, like massive amount of people in there. It was so loud. You couldn't hear yourself think I put those suckers in my ear. It was like I was in a void all to myself. So I got a shout out. I don't know how I've only just discovered this, but man, I wish I'd have found these a year ago when they first came out. I was able to do that. I've been able to do it for a while with mine. Yeah. Uh, Except mine are gone. I've lost them. No. So your your, your, your ear pods. 
My AirPods, yep. Oh, yeah. They they are officially MIA. The last known location is outside of my house. So I assume that they're gone. That's a tough LML, know. man. Well, <laughs> it's like, fuck. Yep. Yeah. That's on me. <laughs> those, those are not cheap. Not at nope, all. Sure weren't. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have the um I've I've never had AirPods, but I'm not an Apple guy. I am I have Bose noise. You have Bose noise cancer. I got so. those working when I worked uh, uh Xfinity and uh those things are I can't hear nothing, man. Like they're wonderful whenever I just want to drown out the world and you know, just wallow in my sorrows. Yeah, noise be honest, noise canceling is awesome because then you can just turn it off when somebody's talking and they just look at you and it's like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Always hit him with the. the um, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I was. Uh, uh, I almost bought the 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 Apple the over the like the seven hundred dollar over the ear or over the head ones. The, the ones pros. A buddy of mine has those. They're incredible, yeah. but like yeah, I ain't yeah. about to be dropping you know a grand for a set. Of- I don't think they're they actually come down. I, I think it was like five fifty for. Yeah, one I mean of that's, that's that's a still a lot of money. Shit load. <laughs> it is. I mean, that's, you're not wrong. Yeah, I could buy another play. I could buy a PlayStation. Or set of fucking headphones. Yeah, the processor in my computer, which was, you know, brand new release, doesn't have much money. Indeed. Yep. Um, what else is going on with you guys, though? Any, any, anything new besides the weather going radically different? I mean, like I said, softball and t-ball season for my kids started up. I've uh, been watching, made it through most of the Boo Saga now with my daughter. I've forced my wife to watch Attack on Titan, which uh, ends up, uh, she loves it. So we're going to push through all that. I've never seen all of Attack on Titan, and it's been one hell of a show to watch. The season two started, and everything that happens in the first episode of season two, just like we were flabbergasted, like jaws on the floor, couldn't believe what we were seeing, kind of stuff. So it's been really exciting. But that's about all that we've been watching now. The last couple of uh, last couple of nights has been a lot of anime in my house. Yes, you are an anime household. That is good. I am. I well, still want to point out that I still want to point out that Cyberpunk is a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes. Everyone should watch it. That's oh yeah, house. that's one of the Shut few up. things that's gotten hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. I keep meaning to watch that. I, I did play the game for a, a little bit, not not mm. not a whole lot of time though. But um, yeah, I mean, but like, so like, I've never played Cyberpunk, and watching it, man, like, I watched it, and I immediately wanted more, and I was so sad when you know it ended, and I immediately did what everyone else does who watches that show, and went and found out if there's going to be a season two. There isn't. It's a ten episode one shot, and that's all you get from it, and it's just it's it's good. It and Arcane are two things that we won't get like an official like continuation of the current characters, but they were just masterpieces at like low episode counts. So both hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes. That's how I feel when I watch a I'm Firefly. Gonna change that. I'm gonna go put in a critical review of it. Oh, just just a <laughs> just re- re- review bomb it one. I hated it. Yep. All right, all this right, gentlemen. Sucks. All right, sirs, we have quite a bit to talk about today. We have a very big movie to talk about today, so let's move right along. This is episode 326 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. It's posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office currents and upcoming releases, what streaming trailers and movies of the week. Let's jump into the box office. Not a whole lot of change here. The Super Mario Brothers still making all the money in the world. Another for the second week in a row, very impressive. Eighty-seven million domestic, bringing its worldwide after two after weekend. Well, after Wednesday weekend week weekend, six hundred and seventy-eight million dollars. <laughs> Couple of pennies. You know what that sounds like? Fucking baconators. So, yeah, it sounds like a <laughs> sounds like sizzling burger sounds patties. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, sir. Number two, the Pope's Exorcist. 
9.2 million, bringing a worldwide of 36.5 million. We're going to check that one out. Thrilled to talk about next week. <laughs> Fucking thrilled. <laughs> next I'm actually week, excited baby. to see that one. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number three, John Wick Chapter 4, still in the top three, 7.9 million worldwide of a very impressive 350 million. Jeez. Very impressive. Still a good number, man. It had, it had a great like like opening opening weekend for you know an action Strong. film like yeah. that. R rated as well. Yep. So I mean that's that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Renfeld, seven point eight million, number four, bringing a worldwide of ten million. I thought that would have done a whole lot more money. I guess we were wrong about that though. But who's we? Well, Nick Cage has a tendency to. He's just coming off that one that everyone liked. What was that movie where he? He played himself. The unbearable but, weight of massive talent, which, which I actually okay. enjoyed that yeah. movie quite a bit. He's coming off that, and you know, Nick Cage tends to be one of those actors that's like kind of campy anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I Number mean, listen, five. it might be a fun movie. Just didn't make much money. That's, yeah, yeah, that's true. Number five, Air, seven point seven million, a worldwide of fifty four million. That's what I really want to check out. I got to get to it this week though, so because I'm sure it'll be gone soon. But I'm really, really looking so, forward to but, that one. Yeah, let me yeah. let me say about Air real quick. Am I crazy? Or wasn't Air supposed to be an Amazon? thing and then they push it to wide is that not what happened? i don't remember i don't actually that. know i don't remember yeah. that but you okay. could be true i mean what you're saying could be true i, I just don't remember okay all. seven through ten dungeons and dragons honor among thieves mafia mama scream six nefarious and his only son are seven through ten which if you're gonna check out any of those you should probably do that asap because it will be mm-hmm. gone shortly all right current upcoming releases let's check those out now, here's the thing that I think is kind of cool, though, because we're, we're just floating right along in April. Mm-hmm. This past weekend, the 14th, Mafia Mama, The Pope's Exorcist, Renf- Renfield, Suzumi, and Sweetwater, all theatrical with a ton of stuff on streaming. April 21, which is Bo is Afraid, Chevalier, The Covenant, Evil Dead Rise, To Catch a Killer. I'm very excited about, uh, of course, the Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. April 28th, yes. are, you, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Big George Foreman, pause. The Black Demon. <laughs> Peter Pan and Wendy, which I have a weird little story about that later. Sisu and Star Wars Return of the Jedi re-release on April 28th. So I'm sure that will do at least some decent numbers. And I know a lot of people are kind of excited for that. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, May 5th, May 12th. Book Club, the next chapter. Fool's Paradise, Rally, Road Racers, and Hypnotic. May 19th, Fast 10. May 26th, where we'll stop for today. About My Father, Kandahar, The Little Mermaid, The Machine, and You Hurt My Feelings. So there's your very very soon upcoming release schedule. Fasten your seatbelts, baby. <laughs> Jesus. Good Did Lord, they I say can't. that or was that just you? What's it fucking matter? <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. We're moving, we're moving kind of quick. So let's look into what's streaming. This week we're taking a look at Disney Plus. Uh, I want to take a look at the greatest game ever played by director Bill Paxton, Shia LaBeouf, Steve Delane, Peter Firth. Elias Cotius, two thousand five. Do either either one of you guys have the have any have any uh, experience with this one? I do. I, I, I don't know what that is. Golf movie, baby. Oh, all right. I got it you. was directed right. by Bill Paxton, obviously, and, and Shia LaBeouf. It is, um, it is about Francis. We met, um, in the as as, as when golf was still kind of a new sport of how he came up and uh, he's a child um, golfing against some real professional players, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a great it's a great little story that you might not expect to be as powerful as it is but it does it does it's, the trick it's a decent flick yeah i was i don't know if it holds up i haven't watched it in a long time 
Well, I mean, hey, it's on Apple, or sorry, it's on um, Disney Plus, so you can. Oh, if you have Disney Plus. that's why we do this. <laughs> <But> I like <laughs> it. Right? I like Shy. I thought he did. I thought he did a great job. Stephen Delane, uh, I thought did a great job. Um, it's just there's a lot of star power. Elias Coteas, Peter Firth. There's a lot of good star power that you don't you don't necessarily connect with the word star power, but they're good actors and actresses. And it's just it's it was a nice treat for when it came out. It came out kind of. It didn't do a whole lot of money, but it was a constant like. I was there at Carmike working. It, was, it always had a constant audience through the week. And I, I appreciate movies like that that are just keep pulling them in instead of all at once and then go away. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but that's how I feel about that. I like it. It's a decent movie. And Roger. Cool Runnings. Here's a movie I haven't talked about in a long time by director John Turtletob, John Candy, Dougie Doug, Rowie DeLewis, Malik Yoba. 1993, tell us about it. I love this movie. Go ahead. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, so this is a mostly true story of the uh, Jamaican bobsled team making their first Olympic appearance. So obviously it's a little bit dramatized, you know, mm-hmm. made a movie out of it. But, you know, it's based on a true story. And it's it's a good all-around movie about how these, you know, this group of like four or five random people basically come together to form this team. And it's, it's listen... I don't know anybody who doesn't like Cool Runnings. Legitimately, it, everybody likes that movie. My my whole family, my cousins and my brother, like we, we watched this movie so much at my grandmother's house growing up because she had it on. She had it on VHS. It's just like like the whole like training montage. It's like you know, it's such a heartfelt film. And like when they're all in the bathtub training, you know, like yep. pretending like they're in the bobsled is so good. And like the end of that movie is so powerful. It's just a good film. Yep. God. And they still movies. compete in the Olympics today. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Even the women do now as well. Mm-hmm. By the way, it's one of those movies that like it was so talked about at the time, especially as a kid. I can remember being in elementary school. My, you know, we are Jamaica. We have a bobsled team. You know, that kind of mm-hmm. sing along thing. It's just yeah. It, when you have a movie that hits like that, good for you because it, it really catches on with kids. But that's what we haven't talked about in a while. Maybe, uh, maybe to our great chagrin, we should talk about that one uh, okay. more often. It, I just I I didn't realize that it was on Disney. I'm I may watch that. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, check that one out. And Chris, Avengers Infinity War by directors Anthony and Joe Rousseau. I think this is a it's a very it's a very um appropriate pick given how I mean that was also another movie that just came out and just cleared the just made all kinds of untold millions of money, millions of dollars. So Un- untold millions. Untold millions. Why should people check this one out again if they have Disney Plus? So, like you said, Untold Millions, this is actually the second highest grossing film uh, opening in April ever, by the way, only beat out by the Endgame movie. This movie, though, I like this I like this movie more than Endgame because it's... The reasons why the Avengers Infinity War movie does so well is because of the villain, and Thanos is just this unstoppable force, and I like the movies that have a sense of hopelessness to it. And the whole time, you're waiting for the heroes to rise up and defeat you know defeat the bad guy like you're used to seeing like in your in the formulaic sense like superhero films any kind of movie with with like the hero characters in it and it just doesn't happen in this movie and it 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 sets up the next movie so well but it's just it's such good storytelling i feel like they do a good job of showing thanos's just his 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 menacing nature and how diabolical and how just overall determined he actually is to complete what he wants to do and it makes for a really good film and the tragedy that happens you know all along the way sets up a great follow-up movie and which is why i think both those movies were so successful i I think this is this is my favorite marvel film and i I don't know movie just hits on so many good cylinders for me 
I think I think the the budget for both was like three hundred million. At least the mm-hmm. budget that they published was three hundred million on the internet. Yeah, and they I mean they grossed almost four billion dollars. Jesus, you want to talk about investment for return, man? That's mm-hmm. excellent. Are but they again, good movies? I've never seen them. They're decent. Yeah, yeah you just know, turn one on. Yeah, they, they have a couple. It's of not really that, my style. I got you. They have a couple of namers in there. You know, people you is might it know art? <laughs> Would you consider them art? Um, but I think Chris, you hit the nail on the head with the. It's <laughs> a good setup movie. Through. It's a great setup uh, yeah. too. But it's also the Rousseau brothers. They didn't like. They were such a. They were such big architects towards the end of that of the Infinity Saga that really kind of steered the steered that franchise where it went. I think. I mean, the movie gets the Avengers stuff gets such high praise all the time when it. I, I don't think any more deserves it. Because the stuff has just has been lately, it's just been so lackluster, and I'm just I'm that's why every time I watch one, I'm just it doesn't have any of the the glitz and the pizzazz in the in the the hard hitting story of those first what twenty four movies, twenty five movies. Yeah, well, I mean, truth be told, we haven't had a an Avengers movie in quite some time. We've had Marvel films. True, there's a difference there. Well, right, you know, but because we also have Avengers we don't care about. Well, I mean, so do we? A lot of people didn't <laughs> care about certain, you know, some of those characters we that end up being staples until they were shown well on the big screen by by Disney Marvel. The biggest piece to remember is we haven't had an event. We don't have we haven't had an Avengers movie for this phase yet. We you know we'll get our first one you know a couple of years from now, and maybe you know with all the things that are changing, all the things that are happening, maybe Disney Marvel pulls it together and starts making some magic again. Because, you know, there are there are plenty of good films in the first movies leading up to the first Avengers film. But that's when it really took off. That's when people really started paying attention. That's when it really blew up. So we'll see what, you know, what they do creatively. I Hopefully agree. They, I agree. They, they, they shift course and bring bring some of that magic back. But right now, yeah, it's, it's a little rough. It could be better. Yeah. yeah, it could be better. Yeah, 100%. All right. Gentlemen, that's those are available if you have Disney Plus. The greatest game ever played, Cool Runnings and Avengers: Infinity War, along with many other of the Marvel movies, you can get caught up on. Let's talk about some trailers, though. What are we thinking about some of these trailers? I think a good one to start with would be the Marvels, because we just talked about the failings that is that is Marvel. Well, I agree. At this point. So the Marvels mm-hmm. um, again. What are we thinking about this? I this is going to bring it I back. I couldn't be. I don't. What? <laughs> You know, no, you're not, not being wanna... okay. I was hoping no, you were no. not being serious. So no, I'd like to die instead of watch this. Yeah, I didn't. I watched this trailer. Yes. I didn't. I've never been like I've never been so uninterested in watching a Marvel movie than I have with the the Marvels. I, the trailer I watched nothing the, for me. I watched this trailer with my wife, right? Who is the night is extremely kind hearted, you know all that all that stuff, all those good qualities, and like the it played through. She didn't make a sound. And then after it was over, she went, who is this for? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, it, I just don't understand what their goal with this film is. Now, I mean, if you think about when, you know, Captain Marvel was out, it, it, it definitely had, it had a story it wanted to tell in, in the vacuum that it was in. But I just don't know if that's what's made them money so far as, as we've gone through. I, I don't think making them money is, 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 is the point, but it hasn't, come back in a po- in positive ways overall for you know the, the movie fans for the studio for the people involved it's just it's been rough all the way through and the trailer here does not look like it's going to change any perceptions of what they're doing with these characters but it, it's i don't know it very, seems very a little well populated very well uh 
navigating the minefield politically. Very well said, Chris. I will say uh, one thing. One thing I do want to note with this, because I mean, look, it's not the best trailer I've ever seen for a Marvel film or any film. However, I like the idea behind it. The concept I get. But one thing I want you to remember, as long as Captain Marvel exists, she will be your leader of the Avengers. So, well, see, I'm actually okay with she that. She ain't going mm-hmm. nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I, like, like that, I have no problem with that being like being the stick right now for mm-hmm. you know for Captain Marvel. Sure, no problem. It's everything else around it that's an issue. It's it's the fact that the character feels like there's no heart and soul behind it. It's the fact that anytime she's on screen, it feels like it sucks the fun out of whatever's happening. It's it, it it's the portrayal of the characters, portrayal of the relationship between all the other people that you know that are within that universe. There's a lot of things wrong with the way that 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 has been done so far. Sure. And if anyone wants to argue with that and say there's, you know, like it's because you know it's because I you know someone's thinking a certain way or not or whatever crap you want to say about it, it doesn't change the fact that on screen the character has no life to it, and it doesn't. She has been up. very wooden yeah it doesn't line up with anything that has been that's come before it well i so i think and this will be the last part that i say about this Mm -hmm. and we'll move on i think a movie like this where it's not as straightforward as what exactly is happening is better for something like that to help expand what we think of this character yeah honestly i I think i think that that matters because if you remember the original captain marvel is and it took a lot of blowback mostly because of how strong she is right and other things, mostly her being a woman. Okay. <laughs> um, the, the truth of it is, is Captain Marvel really just isn't that strong of a movie. It's not good. It's not bad. It, it's honestly, it's somewhat in the middle. It's, you know, yeah, it's it is, okay. yeah, it's yeah. mediocre, right? Yeah. But we don't get a whole lot from Carol Danvers. Like, she's mm-hmm. not very well developed. You know, we don't learn about her. And maybe a movie like this will help shed some new light on her and make her a more desirable character to build a franchise around. I would like that to be the case. Me too. I don't have any faith that that's what we're going to get. So I have some, okay. but not 100%. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, it, it's just one of those things where like, I, I hope it gives us those things because I don't mind that she's the most powerful character. I don't mind that, you know, that Captain Marvel is a woman. That's all fine. It's just how it's told story-wise. We'll see. Okay, so I agree with what Chris just said. I call Roger. What you just said, what by extension, what Chris just said is, I hope it does all those things. It give it makes it makes those characters more relatable, better, deeper characters. If we're going to have them for a while, but I don't. The, what does your gut tell you it's going to do? The trailer we get. I, the, so here's the, the thing: total, I, the way these movies have been lately, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Well, the way the trailer is cut would say, nope. We're just, and I'm going to say this, but we're just checking off boxes on a clipboard. So, Oh, true. But so, like, I mean, like, like to wrap up my point on it, I guess, is that is that this movie's been delayed multiple times. This movie was supposed. To, this movie was titled Captain Marvel Two for a long time, and now it's now it's called The Marvels because of the characters that they're bringing into it, the story they're telling. That they've decided to shift it for the better, which doesn't bode well for your original film, obviously. So I think that they're worried about what they had, and they're trying to band aid fix it, and they're hoping for the best, which. You know, when you have something, you know you have something. When you're hoping for the best, it's usually because you know what you have is not very good. We'll see how that plays exactly. out. Exactly. Well, that that comment goes into let's we'll just talk about we'll save C Soufflé. Let's talk about Blue Beetle for one second. Mm. Now, mm. you guys, you and Roger Chris, being the two, 
you guys know more about comic books than I do. I don't know. Outside of what I see on the screen, I don't know anything. But you guys, neither one of you guys was excited for Blue Beetle when the, when the trailer de- debuted. So I think the character of Blue Beetle is fucking awesome. Hey, amen, brother. I think this trailer looks like shit. <laughs> like, Again, amen. It's Look, legitimately, how you know, obviously DC is... Listen, we talk about Marvel being in a rut. DC's never gotten out of a rut. <laughs> so, um, legitimately, I am so fucking disappointed in this trailer. Like, it hurt my soul. And... Too like the kid who is the star of this was is Miguel from Cobra Kai, which I used to think was awesome mm-hmm. and really dropped off a cliff towards the end, but th- that's not really his fault. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that dude could be a star. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hell yeah, him as Blue Beetle, I could see it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's fairly charismatic. He fits the bill as a young, athletic Hispanic dude. All right, cool. I get it. Yeah. And then we get this trailer and it's a fucking disaster. It looks so bad. I just don't know what they're thinking. So, like- it, this movie to me, and I'm not even kidding around. Do you remember like the old Nickelodeon cartoons where they would have like bad CGI graphics in them? Yeah. That's what this looks like to me. Oh, it looks wrong. like they overlaid it with like Nickelodeon <laughs> did this movie, and that that's insulting. Like someone shot this on their iPhone with with, <laughs> yeah. with, 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 with like some Nickelodeon filter on, <laughs> yes, and just made a whole movie. Yeah, it. it I don't know, like. I don't know what they're thinking with, with like this direction, especially after they made such a big deal about resetting the universe. About you this know, movie was already done, though. I, yeah, I get that, but it's but we those, never have to see it again if we don't want to. True, but I don't know. I just I don't know how they're going to bait this into whatever universe they're building if they're trying to pull this out, like you said, out out of the rut. But I just don't know, man. It's just everything about this that's negative. You've already said. You ever and, watch Young Justice, the animated? Yes. That show is incredible. Yes. Their version of Blue Beetle is incredible. Yes. I wish we had that, and we don't, and I am sad. Yep. No, there's there's a lot. It, it, it's This reminds me of when they finally made the um the Injustice movie f- uh, for that like the Injustice storyline, but they, they did it in an animated film instead of in an animated series. I like that movie, it, though. It, 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 it's, I mean, it, it's okay. It, it, there's so much more story that needs to be there, and I feel like we're going to get the same treatment here where it's like, Man, this would have been so much cooler if you would have just done some things different. You know what I mean? Not saying it had to be a series, but just I can already see this thing has a there's a good chance this ain't gonna fly. Well, I, I'm legitimately I wonder why. So listen, Disney Plus can bring in a new character and ease them into their own show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can HBO, or excuse me, so can Warner Brothers yeah, and DC, right? True. They can use HBO or what's I guess it's being rebranded as just Max, which yeah. is fucking awful whatever. but whatever yeah um <laughs> it's being re- you know they could ease you into a new character and then bring him into the film world later if they wanted to i mean we but live in a world they have where, yet to really do that though. yeah we live in a world where you could literally just have a four like a four episode special for like things you want to do theatrically we live in that world now well and it's not like it's not like even 10 years ago like mm. tv is big budget big money like legit clout now it used to be like mm. tv actors and movie actors you didn't yeah. do both now people are like hell yeah man i got an hbo show people are like congrats bro that's fucking awesome well that's why we got <laughs> I, I i have a strong opinion that's why we got ezra miller instead of uh the, the young guy doing Grant gustin Black. yeah right like i think that's why because it was like well you know he's on the tv series so you know we can't put him in this film because it doesn't seem professional enough it's like okay well whatever but he was fantastic. And then you got the monster that is Ezra. So congrats on you mm-hmm. who made the right choice there, but whatever. So one thing I will say about, so one of the guys came in to submit some paperwork to accounting. He had a blue beetle shirt on 
I said, oh, you worked on that. What do you, did you see the trailer? He goes, bro, people are going to be pissed. <laughs> That's all. I don't know anything. I, he didn't say anything more. And then he just left the room. But he's like, <laughs> he said, bro, people are going to be very upset about this. And then, I mean, listen, I'm very upset with George Lopez's goatee. <laughs> very. George it's, Lopez, if you're out there, you know. It's troubling. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about one more trailer before we get into the Mario movie. Let's talk about Sisu for one second. I think this trailer sells itself. Hell yeah, brother. This, World, War, yeah. World War II. Or should I be like, Elias, brother? I, uh, so <laughs> that's my Scandinavian hell yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, brother. I talk a lot, right? Like, I've, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm not speechless often. But watching this trailer for the first time, not 20, 30 minutes ago, I, I couldn't I couldn't say words because the art I was seeing on on a trailer. I cannot wait for this thing to come out. I need it already. I was I, so excited that I got to be the person to show this oh to Chris man. for the first time. It's I was just, like, you didn't see this yet? He's like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, OK, it's <laughs> fucking awesome. I, I, I just if anything, if these aren't the best kills in this movie, like if we got, you know, like one or two really good ones, and then a whole bunch of the ones they don't even see, feel like it's the like, top tier in their own film. I can't wait to see this movie. This is gonna be cool as shit. I don't even care if it makes sense. Make, just make this happen. Look, dude, you had me at Scandinavian John Wick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fine. I mean, the next question after we see the movie is it gonna be in the John Wick universe? You know what I mean? Because that's his dad. Oh, it could be. No, stop! Stop! <laughs> stop doing this! Stop. Doing this. <laughs> no, if it's no, nobody's no. dad. Um, but it does, it's got some appeal to it. I mean, look, no one is going to oppose a movie about killing Nazis. No one's ever going to say no to that. I was going to say, watching the trailer, it's like, it's like you know, what a safe bad guy to pick, right? Like, you pick, you pick the Nazi part. Grayson, what's your line? When in doubt, Nazi out. Yep, yep. I mean, we, like, you know, there's not a single group of peoples that you can do the most heinous shit to on screen and everyone collectively be like, no, yeah, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absolutely such an ace in the whole thing to do. You know, I, I said that one time uh, talking to someone about a movie, and he's like, "Well, as long as you say, you know, because there were there were Germans and there were Nazis. A lot of the Germans were not okay with what was going on in the war machine. They were, they did not like the the killing. They were you know they were professional soldiers. They weren't murderers. And like, as long as you make the separation, you're not just saying all German people in World War II because there's you know obviously not all of them thought like that, but. Yeah, no one's gonna care about you killing a bunch of like nope, know, no one cares. Nazis or you know, but like this movie looks like a whole lot of fun. It's a you know this it movie does. looks like a, a big you know it's a great sun Saturday night popcorn movie. You get a, you get a drink. Well, this is I got popcorn. six beers in me. I'm gonna watch this guy tear <laughs> oh, <yeah>. shit up. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, I think we're all excited for Sisu as well. Mm-hmm. But all right, so there's there's the trailers. We have the Marvels. Excuse me, Blue Beetle and Sisu. Check those out on our social media if you have not seen one or just want to watch the Sisu craziness again. You're more than welcome. Please do. Gentlemen, yes. we have come to the reason for this episode, the movie of the week. Chupa. Fuck yeah, Chupa, baby. Chupa, Let's go. Baby. Let's go, <laughs> Chupa. All right. Nope. The Mario, the Super Mario Brothers movie. All right. And without further ado, let's jump into it. Let's get into... The Rotten Tomatoes, which yeah. I think tell is... Me what the, tell me what it says. 58 on the tomato meter. Yeah. Audience yeah. Tell score... Me what the other one says. Hold on, hold on. Audience score, which I think is trusted a lot less, 96%. You think that's trusted less? <laughs> I, I don't... It's... <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. That maniacal laugh you just did, you're discounting people who live and talk about movies for a living. Like, that's what they do. Yeah. They break them down. 
Yeah, you're right. Because it's one of those things where you don't feel like that there's a chance here. There's not a chance here that in this situation, the audience score probably means more to people than the critic score. Oh, yeah, I do. I do. That's what I was trying to offset it with. I mean, that's, you know, (laughs) but it doesn't. Yeah, so 58 and 96. Now, there's reasons for those, I think, but that's going to be the bulk of the conversation today. Is Hold on. I would like to make one statement. Please. When it refers to critically and audiency. There was a very large budget film that had a 91 critical score mm-hmm. and a 42 audience score. Do you know what that film is? No, I don't. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Man. Okay. Fair enough. Fair. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a fair point. Um, because that movie is, if you look, my personal, and there's only great, not opinion, great, Bob. <laughs> this, this is my opinion of that's the, that's the worst star Wars movie of the, of the mainline nine. That's the worst. Sure. You would and be, I know that's saying something, yeah. but yeah, it is. But yeah, that's a, I, I thought we might have that conversation. That's so a, that, that's a good comparison on, on, on how, on how trust, like just blindly trust and eat like, any score on Rotten Tomatoes could lead you astray. I think that what that leads into is a talk about word of mouth though, because this is one of those situations where I think this movie is being carried hard by its word of mouth. It's maintaining the amount of money it's making at such a high rate because some families are probably waiting to see how like their friends, you know, say the movie is before they drag, you know, them, their husband, and their two three, three kids, kids out yeah. to the damn movie theaters because that's a pain in the ass to see this movie. But everyone's like, yeah, no, you should go see this. No, absolutely. take the kids; they'll love it. You'll love it. Yeah, it, I think that's what's happening. Here. Well, it's, so it'd it, be it'd be tough to go into this movie and not just leave with a smile on your face. It'd be really true. tough to pull to pull that off, unless you were so, somehow super against against any video game adaption. But then again, I mean, what, unless, are you, what are you doing in the movie theater? Then? Yeah, why are you there? Unless you're forty six percent of critics, apparently. <laughs> well, <laughs> the other part of it is, look, I will say this: you know, we don't have to get into a discussion of a large because mm-hmm. I really don't want to do that. But this movie is not a great movie. No, like story-wise. Right. Yeah. yeah, so no. listen, if so even if I was a paid movie critic, mm-hmm. okay, and I mean this legitimately, because, like, look, we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. I, I consider myself fairly okay at yeah. this. We, we, get right? paid, we get paid in... in, in Baconators. Occasionally. Baconators occasionally. But I think if I was a professional critic of this movie... I would have given it a positive score. Mm-hmm. I think and, so too. and I mean that seriously, yeah. because like, look, fucking Mario ain't going to win an Oscar, right? We're not here for the plot. I, I'm here to see, and I got my kids with me, you know, I want them to be happy and enjoying a film because look, this is the definition of a movie where fun matters. Okay. Yeah. Because this story is soft. I mean, borderline kids movie only kids movie story level here right chris chris made a distinction earlier with me and him we're talking that he considers it more of a family film and that's mm-hmm. that's fine because family and kids are not necessarily the not, same genre yeah, yeah. but when i think family movie i think how to train your dragon okay yeah. okay which yeah. i th- listen that bar is very high mm-hmm. mario's story is not anywhere in that fucking no. ballpark <laughs> okay but this movie's fun. Yeah, it's it's bright and colorful, and even when it's dark, it's still very colorful. It is, yeah, and it's easy to follow. Even if you're a four or five year old kid, mm-hmm. you know what's happening. You know who's good. You know who's bad, and you know there's no surprises here, right? You know you get like 86 consecutive minutes of a Mario video game. Yep. 
Like, that's what you get here. Yeah. And, and, and uh, if I was a critic, I would see that as positive. Mm-hmm. Like, 100%. Listen, if this movie was awful, like the worst movie I've ever seen, I would judge it appropriately. But it's not. Yeah. But it's not a 10 out of 10. No. It, it's really not. So anybody would be like, ah, Mario's story is not deep enough or complex. You fuck off. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Who are you writing this for? Yeah. Are well, you like, trying to be a contrarian? You, you mentioned, you know, like, you know, like story-wise and all that kind of stuff. I, I think a, something... Like you can point out, and then we'll let Grayson like dive into the particulars. We're already talking about this film, yeah. But I think it's because we're all excited. But like, so mm-hmm. like we all saw Minion Rise of, Rise of Gru, right? Yeah. That movie has a deeper story than this Mario mm-hmm. movie does. It's not a great. That's not a great movie either. It's not. You know what I mean? But like, pound for pound, story writing wise, and pulling characters together, and giving them all like you know their moments. Rise of Gru has more going on story wise than Mario does. But sure, it just. Mario doesn't need that. That's not what this movie needed to be. So, but uh, well, I think we should pass it back to Grayson so he can Let start go. digging through the movie. I guess. Yeah. Yes, please. Okay, so I just want to get the particulars out of the way. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. because the particulars will be part of the conversation. I think here very soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. As you as as you know, for good or for evil, you you may have liked it, you may not have. Chris Pratt did voice Mario. Anya Taylor Joy. A lot of people don't know the Anya Taylor Joy is Peach one. I do. Charlie Day, Luigi, Jack Black, Bowser. Keegan Michael Key as Toad, Seth Rogen, I thought one of the better voices as Donkey Kong, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, um, Sebastian Maniscalco, Char- Ch- Charles Martinet, K. Payton, Eric Abuza, directed by Michael Jelenic and Aaron Horvath. You guys, Chris, why don't you tell us what this Super Mario Brothers movie is about? Mario the Super Mario film is about the Mario brothers and their quest to save Brooklyn and I think that's exactly how this move how this film is laid out in a great way the Mario brothers are trying to make their way in in Brooklyn as you know plumbers with as plumbers with their with their new business and along the way of them trying to you know make a name for themselves you know in Brooklyn they end up in a turn of you know strange events end up in the, the world Kingdom. that is, you know, the the Super Mario world. They're they're pulled, you know, they're they're pulled to different parts of this weird universe, these weird Mario galaxies, and from there it's Mario's on a quest to save his brother and he has to team up with people along the way to get that to happen and help them with the problems that they're that they're facing. Yeah, that's what the movie's about. Well, yep. it's it's just it's just a Mario Bros adventure. Yeah. It. And there there are several sequences that you I mean that are meant to simulate levels. Yeah, and just oh, as yeah. a quick example, when one right in the beginning, when they leave the apartment, super excited to go save, to go do their first, to job, go to their first job, yeah, they're like, that's one one right there, baby. They have the it's like the side scrolling, which is what Mario was. You know, this well, Mario Brothers was not the first Mario. I mean, Mario made an appearance before that, but Mario oh, yeah. Brothers on Nintendo on the NES was left to right side scroller, and it, it it stimulates one of those levels. I thought, you know very clever on their part. Well, so like if, if you if you pay attention, it actually it's it's more it's World 1-1 from the first Mario game exactly almost. Mm-hmm. Um the only thing is when he's climbing a fence, those are holes that he usually jumps over. Okay, but fair. it even has it even has that burger it has that that restaurant burger castle behind there yep. that looks just like the slides on the five to, pole, yep. Yeah, so I, I thought that was a that was a that was a cool touch. And I'm glad you pointed that out, Grayson, because this movie does this the whole time where it pays little like it gives you these little things of fan service that are sprinkled throughout the movie, but usually they're not right there hitting you in the face. 
they are, don't get me wrong, they are nostalgia pullbacks. They are, you know, these little like paying homages to the old games or other things that have happened. But they're never like it's never like they're on screen for you to like see it for a long four seconds to like drive that like push that nostalgia button hard. The whole movie's nostalgia for most of the people seeing yeah. this film. So it, they don't have to do that, and they don't. And it's and I think that was a really smart move by them was to just put the things and they know people are going to recognize things that makes Mario that made Mario what it is today all the way through its history. They do a great job with that all along this, and I, I just I really appreciated that that opening scene that you just talked about. I really love that whole sequence of them getting to their first job. I, however, I thought the Brooklyn opening to this film was probably the weakest part of it. And it takes, I feel like it, it, I felt like we were there forever, but maybe it was cause I was ready to just be in the, you know, like, like the world of super Mario. But I feel like that was maybe like five minutes drug out too long or whatever, but they had to find a way to get there and to, bookend the whole experience with the whole saving Brooklyn. Cause you thing. had to come back to Brooklyn. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah no, which, I mean, which, okay. But if you don't spend time in Brooklyn, you don't set up some of the things that they set up with his father, even though it's not yep. like super in depth, but like they do mm-hmm. set up some plant and payoff things, which oh, look, they do, yeah. I have to appreciate. I, I can't hold that against the movie. Um, <laughs> I got you. One, the one thing I, I do before we jump into the before we jump into uh, the actual the movie more, I want to ask you guys just real briefly after I read this list real quick, what your first experience was with Mario and when you when you remember, like wow. I can't believe this is like I love this Mario. Like I love this Mario mm-hmm. universe. So okay, I'm gonna so from some some tentpole releases: Super Mario Brothers, 1985; Mario mm-hmm. Brothers 2, 1988; Mario Brothers 3, 1988. Also, uh, Super Mario World was on the Super Nintendo. The previous ones were on the, the NES. 1990. Then there's some Game Boy Advance ones. Super Mario 64, a huge tentpole release for a lot of people. Uh, 1996 Super Mario Sunshine GameCube 2002 Super Mario Brothers rules. on the on the Super Mario Brothers DS 2006 Super Mario Brothers Galaxy that's on the Wii uh, Super Mario Brothers Wii was on two, 2009 on the Wii uh, some other temple ones the, the new Super Mario Brothers 2 on three Nintendo 3DS um, and then a lot of these were on the the Wii U because that's all oh, yeah. that you had was first party Mario games and then Super Mario Odyssey a big one. Odyssey was a game changer for Mario, I think, to get it to get really get people back centered into the Mario kind of mindset. That was with the Switch launch, and that was huge. Um, Super Mario Maker 2, 2019. I know a lot of people like that one. Uh, Super Mario 3D World Bowser's Fury 2021. And that's where um, that's where I kind of want to leave it. But the most okay. recent game, uh, Luigi's Mansion came out, I think, in well, Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion 3, 3 right? Yeah. 2019. Which then, and it goes all the way up into. I mean, there's the the list just goes on and on with some like some smaller well, yeah. Mario. Technically, titles. Mario Kart Eight is still. I was gonna say, I, I, uh, you you said Mario Odyssey, but I don't think that's actually like the, the the game that got everyone back into it. It was actually Mario Kart Eight that had, that is its highest grossing title of all time still at like forty nine million or something insane. So like it, like that that's its number one. You named a lot of huge titles and like you know very iconic things that they've done over the years, but like. I think another uh, another like like stat to talk about is that you know there's 49 mainline mainline titles since 1985, and 18 of those have been since 2014. So that, it's not like they've like they've slowed that train down. It's you still get a ton of these like Mario titles, and they're everywhere. Like and they span now three generations of gamers. Your original question that you asked was um you know like like what like our earliest memories of Mario was, and like when we like like, like decided like, this game is like this is like like. A, like a good game or like we love this growing up. I have two memories. 
Uh, one when I was three years old, and I used to watch my. I remember watching my mom in our apartment play Mar play the Mario on the NES. Like I remember seeing her play sure. that. She loved Mario One and Mario Three. She played the crap out of them. I was too young to play it back then. I didn't quite like you know like play video games until the next year. But my first Mario game that I played that I really loved, and the first one I beat was Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. Mm, okay, love that one. The cape's iconic to me. I, I was happy to see it in the opening of this of this movie, even though it was kind of in a in a way that wasn't like an actual power kind of thing. But it's still, like they 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 did show it off. And you know, I've never known Mario without Yoshi. Like when I was first playing the game, so it, it wasn't until I went back and played those older titles when I had the chance to with Super Mario All Stars on the Super Nintendo that I really got to like you know see oh. Yoshi wasn't always here nope. and like, you know, kind of like, like learned into that. Yeah. What about you, Raj? So with me, it was the original Mario for okay. NES. Cause I'm a little bit older than you. I remember I did. I also, my mom liked to play it. Okay. Yep. Um, we didn't really like Mario two back in the day where now as an older Nobody adult, well, too. but here's the thing though, as you know, as I've gotten older, at least I understand what it was yeah. and how it yeah. came to be. Like mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's not really a Mario game. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. And they needed it to get it marketed and blah, blah, blah. And, that's what we get, right? But, I mean, Mario 3 is probably the one I spent the most time yeah. on as a kid. Um, I didn't have a Super Nintendo. I had a Genesis, mm -hmm. so okay. All right. it, oh, I, that's, uh, I didn't I didn't have that. But, you mean, listen, I got to play Sonic, bro. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, listen, I, I, didn't really, I didn't really lose titles. out much there. So, yeah. You know, because, listen, you may have had Mario... Super Mario World, but like I had Sonic, yeah, and I had Sonic Three, yeah. and that was a fucking big yes. deal. <laughs> Sonic Three was Sonic and Knuckles, right? Yes, yeah. yes, that was when Knuckles was introduced. Yeah. Hell yeah! But you know, I, I've spent a ton of time with it. You know, I still play Mario Kart Eight all the time with my wife. You know, um, I love having the Switch Online stuff because like all those old games are there, mm -hmm. even the special editions of those games, like. The special editions are like the old Lost Level games, oh, and yeah. those are crazy fun. Yep, and fucking hard. Yeah, and that's a big deal, you know. Because listen, they're not like tear your hair out. I don't want to play this anymore, kind of game. But they're not easy. And one of the things that keeps people coming back is being able to replay it and get different stuff out of it. Right. That's why still to this day we'll fire up something and we'll play Mario Three for a while because yep. hey, how fast can we get to the end? Because, like, you know, how many boards can you go through? you like, look, you'll play, like, five, and you get to Ward 8, like, if you do it right. So well, that's if, one of the if things. You, if, you watch some of those, if you watch some of those speed runs on, like, YouTube, mm -hmm. oh, those God, are yeah. damn impressive. Like, oh, yeah. some of the more impressive shit I've ever seen on a video game. Watching, watching yeah. original 60, Super Mario 64 speed runs is, is, is a work of art because it's, like, they do it two ways. They do it, you know, with glitches, without glitches, and things like that. So it's, like, it's cool to see, like, all the little things they figure out, people that are dedicated to these games. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's nice to see. So, yeah. Speaking of speedruns, and I won't get into this very much, but have you ever seen anybody speedrun the original Mario? Yes, the one? I have. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, those are games, that game can be done from start to finish in about four minutes. Yep. Which is insane. Yep. <laughs> I mean, is, I want you, is. like anybody listening has never seen anybody do a speedrun, I want you to understand if you've ever played Mario 1, what everybody considers Mario 1 on the original Nintendo, they can do this game from dropping into the first level to Bowser is in the lava in four minutes. <laughs> four. <laughs> what about we, you, Grace? We won't be talking about something else in four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, see, my introduction was in the, the NES. My sisters were always mm -hmm. 
See, my old, I'm 37, and my oldest sister right now is 49 or 48, 448. So it's it's a big difference between us. And she always had this. She was big on the Nintendo, and she was big on Super Nintendo. And I remember playing, you know, watching her play Mario and Mario 3. Mario 3 was a big one for us. But the ones that we finally, like, I was old enough to, like, sit down and, like, she would pass me the controller was Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. I feel like that's a, I feel like Super Mario World and Super Mario 64 are, like entry points for a lot of people. Gateway drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are. And it's those games were all I'm amazing. But here's the thing. Thinking back to those titles, um, it's just the amount of time, the amount of hours spent trying to figure things out. And another thing I think the movie does really well is there's a montage where Mario's trying to complete this like training course so he can go mm-hmm. with Peach in the movie. And to see him like not like miss a jump and then get the jump and then he when he when he finally hits the next jump like he goes one step too far and falls like that's exactly what i remember doing on some of those really tricky like almost puzzle sequences in the game like you really have to hit the jumps right and you have to like land on a block and then immediately jump again but you have to be holding wide make make sure the cape's working and yeah it's just it's a lot of i think the movie does a lot of that stuff right which i think is important some of those scenes are going to hit for a lot of people depending on which which game they got in on did I you guys catch the? Uh, did you guys catch the shout out to the whole training scene? Like what? Like what? Like what game they were like shouting out? The Smash Brothers. It was Mario Maker. Was it okay? There are some Smash sense. Brothers things in there. Though, okay, too, you're not wrong. You're okay. I didn't. You know, I didn't put Mario. Okay. Yeah, it opens, that, that does make more sense. It opens to up me. With, with the big question mark block that then turns into the stage. So mm-hmm. like, that's it, like the big thing for uh, for Mario Maker one was. I thought that was really cool. And it's just one again. It's one of those things where like they don't they don't it's like, it doesn't like see like constructing the board. It just kind of splits off and does its thing. But it's like oh. Okay, cool. They're acknowledging this game because you know it, it. It brought a community to play Mario together with like people making their own levels. Um, something that happened in this film that like like when did you guys feel like the Mario magic happened? Because for me, it didn't happen when he landed in the Mushroom Kingdom, right? Because we saw that in the trailer so yep. much. So like we saw that in the trailer over and over again. So like you know we knew what we we're getting into. You hear the music in the trailer, kind of you know hit that slow beat. But like when I finally when I felt like okay we're like we're here this is it and like that first like moment is when he's running through the kingdom with Toad mm-hmm. and like you know the whole like running he's trying through, to go through the pipes with yeah him like and, running through talking to everybody get pulled of the pipes you know doing the runs and the jumps and all that to keep up I thought that was like that's when I was like okay here this this is cool this looks really cool to see on the screen uh, that that was my moment it, it came pretty early still just it wasn't well, quite as early as what, we, what i think people expected because let, 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 let me ask you a let me ask you a question then based on that so mm-hmm. i remember you remember our discussion with the last of us we did we discussed it you know we've discussed last of us a couple different times mm-hmm. on the show and one of the things you asked me what well i think roger may have asked the question is so it was it'd be foolish for them to make the last of us or people that have played the game i feel the same way about the mario movie it's mm-hmm, very sure. fool- so the reason I think a lot of people may have been mixed on this is because they're like, I don't feel the nostalgic and the magic that a lot of people do. And what you just said, Chris, I think the running through the the, mag- the Mushroom Kingdom, it definitely hits for you if you've been a fan of Mario. If you're not really a fan of Mario, I don't think it hits the same way that it did for you. Not to say that it's a wrong, that's any wrong answer there, but I'm just hmm. saying it's definitely not going to hit the same for everybody. Well, yeah, maybe. But at the same time, it's like, you know, like like who's this movie for right it, it, it's it's for families so like kids are gonna see like all these colors and all this these different angles and the camera movement real quick the funniness of him getting pulled to the tubes that's a win for kids parents that played the games 
you know, are gonna gonna obviously, you know, feel some kind of way about watching this, and then like the original generation is gonna who maybe never played like some of the later stuff, they're gonna be like, oh, okay, this is what it would look like if you know if if I would have played the games further on. The only people you're missing here are the parents that never played Mario. You know what yeah. I mean? It's only audience you're missing here in this situation. Well, see, it's a but, little oh, different because it's a family movie. Well, it's I think it's kind of a cop out to say, oh, it's it's aimed at families. That's a very broad. Every single animated movie. Well, with the exception of some that are meant to be adult themed, but like most, ninety five percent of the animated movies are the target audience. If you're going to get broad with it, is family. The one I'm interested in asking is, what age demographic? What gender? Five to seventeen, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like well, no, the fact I that get, the, I get what's yeah. going to be on paper, but I'm saying there's another because all the references and stuff, those kids aren't going to get. No, they, no, here's the thing. Here's they the don't thing. have to. They don't hard reference anything, though. That's the beauty of what they did. Nothing in this film is a hard reference. Nothing. It's all subtle references. Like, you want a subtle reference? When he passes by the antique shop and, like, the music box that puts the fucking Hammer Bros asleep is in there. Yep. I laughed at that. Oh, yeah. Because that's clever as shit because that shit don't matter no more. Yep. Like, kids don't understand. Like, that was a yeah. big deal to use that. Yeah. And, like, e- even, like, the game references. Like, I said, like, like the Mario Maker one. Like, like, you know, you guys both know Marvel because you didn't catch it. You know what I mean? I didn't because it's, it's not in your face. The only thing that that you can say is in your face is the Mario Kart thing. But again, it's their highest grossing but, game of all time, and that was badass. It was cool. It was right? cool shit to see. And like, and what they uh, another thing they did well in this movie uh, is leading to do another point. But like, this makes sense right here. It's a good segue. Is that the music in this movie they utilized pretty well? Not the soundtrack stuff. Like not like the actual like the, like like using like songs. That, I was gonna say the that, the 80s that, rock didn't didn't do it. That that's something I I, I, I can de- I can give points for people who don't like that because I agree. But like when they walk when 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 he says well let's get you a cart and they and like they walk into that garage right it and it plays, plays the, the Mar- yep. plays the Mario Kart eight music. I I was ready. That was I thought that was cool as hell. Perk my ears up. Even the where they spin the dials. Yeah, to pick all the, of it. The whole, like, like, but like the music cues from the games, it takes you right to that game in your in your head, which I thought was wonderfully done. That was awesome. But like, th- they're not driving nostalgia down your throat again. It's it's these little cues. That's why it works for people that you know that you know are a younger audience because even if they get it or not, you know they're happy with what's on screen, and so are the people that get it because. They're just little nods towards these things. They're not buried down your throat, you know, True. making you see like you know. Look at our nostalgia. Blah, the whole the whole thing is nostalgia. The whole thing, start to finish, front to back, and it it, it just it works for them. I think. Okay, I, I so let's. Think, I, don't, I don't think it all works, but sure. so well. Let's let's talk about. You want to talk about sound for a second? Yeah. Let's talk about what was supposed to be a very divisive thing. Okay. Let's talk about Chris Pratt for a second. Okay. All right. And I will premise this by saying that Chris Pratt was taking a lot of shit mm-hmm. for he shouldn't be the one doing it. It's not Mario. Blah, 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 blah. I think Chris Pratt is fine. I think 33% of, of us didn't like Chris Pratt was giving him the same shit. But I think, again, I agree with so, you. I think he did like, fine. at no point in this movie did I think he did a bad job. You know, they, here's the thing. They didn't do a lot of the cliche Mario stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't do, like, the they did, like, the Wahoo one or two times. Yeah. He never said, it's me, Mario, yep. more than, what, one time? Like, yeah. so you didn't have to have like, that stuff be in his head. But when he's talking to people... He seems like it's fine. He doesn't sound exactly like regular Chris Pratt. Yeah. He doesn't sound like somebody trying to be Mario. Yeah. Like, 
He has a uh, voice. Now. I yeah, I yeah. think he took a lot. I think the movie took a lot of shit for that before anything ever came out. Yeah. And then there is nobody that I've talked to thinks that that's a problem at all. Nope, and at all. I thought about it after the movie. I was like, I thought it did fine. Yeah. Well, like, and, and they even went so far as putting the original guy who voiced the original Mario in the game did his goofy ass Yahoo and like you know line, mm-hmm. and then they just left it alone and just let the whole movie play out with just Chris Pratt doing his Mario mm-hmm. voice and. It was no problem. It didn't sound like Chris Pratt. Like, 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 unless I'm listening hard for it, you you can't even really tell. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a smart move on the, on everyone's part, whether it be direction from Chris Pratt or direction from how Illumination, you know, studios decided to do it. I think they handled it the correct way. What but then think, why? But, but then why? I mean, why pay Chris Pratt? What I mean, he's not going. He's not cheap. So why yeah. pay him if you're if, if you're going to disguise it? Then why? Then why worry about it? We'll pay who else instead, though. I mean, he's a well, I mean, anyone could have done. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know who else could have done was up for the part or anything. But I mean, why couldn't you just pull Joe? Why couldn't you just do a? Why couldn't you just do like a Mario uh, co- contest online and say whoever wins this, you can voice we'll Mario the in the voice. movie? Well, yeah, so like I'll, I'll give you one serious reason. It's because. Chris Pratt is way more famous than those people. <laughs> well, well, and I, I think mm-hmm. I think you know the an- one of the piece of that answer, Grayson, is that because you want your movie to have poll, and you say oh, all the time, oh, the oh, after of course, the- yes, of, yeah. of course, that's so, that's so, the obvious answer. So that's a big thing, but also I think it's because you want somebody you know can do the job. You know, a, a lot of complaints I saw early on was, you know, well, why don't they just have the guy who originally voiced Mario doing this? Maybe because the guy isn't actually a, a great range voice actor for yeah. everything involved. He's, he's known doing three or four things, yeah. and you know, Mario, listen, Mario talks a lot in this movie, yep. okay? And the one thing that we talked about beforehand, Mario doesn't really have a voice, mm-hmm. right? Like, besides the wahoo yeah. and the it's me, Mario. Like, what else does Mario say? Not much. Well, okay, so this... <laughs> right, you've never had a... Well, hold on, there's never been a conversation with Mario. No, no, like, you've just, never heard him say more than six or seven words, period. Well, this is So a good you can time. give him any voice that you want. This is a good time to mention... The animated show from decades ago. No, it's not. That the ran for quite some time, and it was and it was very well received all the time. Yeah, but yeah, how about you, you say from show. you say from years ago, like you know what year? Nineteen like nineteen ninety two or ninety three. Yeah. I remember it. You being think thirty years later that guy's gonna have the same no, voice? No, 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 like, no, like, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that, guys. Calm yeah, down. Yeah. What I'm saying is he absolutely has had a voice before. That was Nintendo sanctioned. That was okay, okay. signed off by Nintendo. So, like, okay, so okay, so let's let's, let's play the numbers game then, right? Let's say that that was 1993. That was 30 years ago. Oh no, I, I'm not disagreeing with you on this, yeah. but but to say he's never spoken words before this point, it's just factually incorrect. Okay, okay. okay. Well, in, in a game okay. though, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like, like game wise, he hasn't really, and then but okay, yeah, so from 93, that's around his inception though. There's been there's been there's more time from when Mario showed up even in the original Donkey Kongs to that point than you know there's less time there than there is from that anime oh, no, right, right. point out until yeah. now. Yeah, you're you're so, you're, not, you're yeah. not wrong about any anything you just said. You're not wrong about. It. I'm just saying he's but, he's definitely been voiced before. Okay. Yeah. So if you really want to talk about questionable casting choices, right? When it comes to voice-wise, and listen, I think he's great as Toad, but Keegan Michael Key, right, whose voice is modulated mm-hmm. to be Toad. Yeah. You could have had anybody do that. Listen, I think Keegan Michael Key is an amazing actor. Yeah. Like that dude has got range like nobody's business, mm-hmm. right? He's funny, he can be serious, and he's like a legit actor. But anybody could have did that voice because they're just running through a synthesizer anyway. Yeah. But you paid him the money. 
right? Again, but it, it comes to you know having pull for your film. That's right. But then, then listen, let's talk about the best casting choice. Let's talk about fucking Bowser for a minute. <laughs> Seriously, though, Jack Black is Bowser. Doesn't it work? He was having fun too. You can tell. Uh, yeah. I would, but I would argue that Seth Rogen is as good as Donkey Kong as Jack Black is. Seth a, a Rogen. I disagree with you hard, like harshly. I think Seth Rogen is actually probably the weakest job. I feel like he's the guy that mailed it in. Yes, I agree with that. 100%. Really? I don't yep. think that. Okay. So like the a, reason yeah. why he, uh, he's been quoted saying that he, he phoned it in. Really? <laughs> he's okay. been quoted Fair. saying this exactly. I just didn't, I, I just didn't get that. I just didn't. Uh, so he's yeah. the one to me who felt like he just read his script. Yeah. And listen, I, I don't have any problem with that, but he's playing an iconic character of Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you need to sound like what I think Donkey Kong would sound yeah, like yeah. because there's really nothing to do with that. But like he didn't really do anything. He doesn't really show any real emotion in mm-hmm. that. Now, and, now, all that being said, I think that he did a he did a, he didn't like a, a fine job playing the character. I don't think Donkey Kong suffers for it. No, nope. don't get me wrong. But like, yeah, I think out of all the characters, his kind of comes off a little. It's just Seth. He's the example where like if Chris Pratt would have sounded like Chris Pratt, right? Like playing Mario. Yeah. He, like if Chris Pratt would have sounded just like Chris Pratt. Playing Mario, people would have been pissed. Seth Rogen just sounds like Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. As Donkey Kong's you know, lips move on screen yeah. is is I think the problem. Even does the stupid ass Seth Rogen laugh. He yeah, does the stupid <laughs> ass yeah, yeah, Seth Rogen laugh that I hate so much. But it make it does make sense. And it, it, now that it's happened, I'm fine. I'll be okay when he's in the next film or when they do the Donkey Kong universe spinoff next or whatever the fuck they do. I'm okay with the fact that Seth Rogen. It doesn't hurt me. I was happy to see. Donkey Kong get a good bit of screen time actually because the yeah. movie picks up after that point too. He does, which is, which is does. cool to see. I mean, again, to see him with a fire flower was awesome. Yeah, that was really cool because like I don't think I thought we've seen anything like that from Donkey Kong. Maybe we've seen the costume in Smash Brothers. That'd be the only time you've seen that. So I, I'm okay with that kind of stuff. Listen, Donkey Kong is my dude in all games. Okay, all Smash right. Brothers or Mario Kart or yeah, yeah. Mario Tennis. Like okay. Donkey's my dude. I get you. I was a bit disappointed by Seth Rogen's voice though because okay. I feel like he didn't like care Mm -hmm. and that's weird because you think somebody like seth rogan who is involved in a lot of properties like this yeah that he would have a little bit more like respect for yeah respect seems like like a harsh word for like the mario movie but like Mm -hmm. you know this is a big moment you're getting the chance to play an iconic video game character a beloved character and you went with like hey it's tuesday yeah (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's fair i just didn't i just didn't get i didn't know he admitted that he phoned it in i just didn't I didn't yeah, yeah. get that, but also, so I mean, you want to talk about having respect for, you want to talk about having respect for source material is who's always the one needing rescued. I mean, uh, Luigi. No, well, kind of. Luigi's easily the weaker of the two brothers, but this just supports the fan theory that uh, that Bowser and Peach are actually in a relationship, and you're the bad guy as Mario breaking up the relationship. I've, every I've time. definitely heard that before. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> Am I wrong though? Or don't Peach and Luigi end up together? Uh, so okay, the, 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 I'm gonna nerd out. This is a heavily theorized thing, never proven, but there are actual like like long discussions and and like people with the theories about this that it's actually Peach and Luigi end up together, and Rosalina is their daughter, is their daughter, because that's the only way that. Rosalina would have been that tall and have all the other features that she does if you compare them 3D. Because 3D wasn't model. wasn't Mario 
in Daisy, mm-hmm. yeah. right? That was yeah. his lady. And they go back to that because even though she's she's named Peach in Mario 2, in Mario 2, Peach actually has brown hair mm-hmm. and isn't wearing a pink dress. She's wearing a more like neutral like color dress. Like a yellowy dress, yeah. So yeah, it, th- there's a lot of things that go into that. But yeah, so it, it's... I do know what you're saying, though, Grace, and we're like, you know, Peach didn't need saving. But here's the thing. No, Peach is a badass. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you know, you, in all the times we save, you know, Peach from Bowser and all the games, you don't know, like, what that journey looked like for Peach all the way to that last cage you find her. She might be fighting the whole way, man. You know what I mean? She yeah, might, she just got taken down at the end, man. Yeah, like, you know, I cleared the whole level and couldn't she, beat the boss. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we just show up and take all the credit, but you don't know how, how much, you know, Peach is put up with all the way to that point. She may be just, you know. She may have always been the hero that we needed. We just didn't know. So um, I don't want to really break down a whole lot of the story, but can I can I go into something I was a little bit disappointed? Yeah, in? yeah, okay. absolutely. Because, look, obviously the story is not super strong, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to really harp on it. it. Listen, just trust me in knowing there's no groundbreaking cinema the, happening when we talk about the story. The story is a hard 6 out of 10 at best, 100%. It's a lot lower than that. I would probably go even a little bit lower than that. So. <laughs> I would go maybe two or three of ten. If, oh, yeah, come no, on. I, I don't know. Dude. Listen, it, it makes sense at least. At, at best, it's average. Yeah, yeah. So let's call, I'll, I'll safely call that a five. Yeah, okay, yeah. But At best, one it's the, five. Yeah. One of, one of the things that I have a problem with is actually the end of this movie. Okay. Okay. Well, it's like the end or the end end? Like, like the Bowser stuff at the end. Okay. 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 So. I have no problem with them ending back up in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. okay? Because listen, cool, Probably I get it. Yeah, no, right, I sure. It. I have a problem with how they defeat Bowser. Okay, okay. I have no problem with both of them getting the superstar. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. That's a cool sequence, right? Yeah, yeah. I have a problem with him not grabbing fucking Bowser by the tail, spinning his ass around, and then throwing him. They do that. They they do that. They both do okay. That. They only do it like one time. Well, though. yeah, but that's not how. Listen. How many times have you had to fucking pick that motherfucker up by his oh, tail and throw? Okay, I see where you're going now. Yeah, no, I get you. How yeah. many times do you have to do that? Yeah, well, that's, that's you do that okay. a lot. Well, that's the whole. There's a whole different discussion of like who's invincible and who's not. I mean, uh, that, that. But that goes along with the, it's Mario. Who cares? You know. Well, no, because but uh, that was just one of the things that all of all the other fan service they yeah. put in there. That's not how they yeah, ended that. Yeah, no, like, I was like, like how they on, had to do it like, one, like like at least twice. Yeah, at least twice. Yeah, no, I get you. Under, Always, I understand where you're going because, like, <laughs> you know, you say like how you know they didn't, have to, you know, pick him up by his tail and throw him, and like me and Graves, you do, but. I know what you mean by that, because okay, yeah, so you should on. be more pissed because you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but it, and, and and what after I even look, I'm not a huge after Mario six Mario sixty four. I dropped off the map until Odyssey, so I I I, okay. I can't tell you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm very aware of all the games' existence. I own them all. I have played them. But on one of the games besides Super Mario sixty four, do you grab him by the tail and launch him into into whatever bomb or, or whatever? In almost every single 3D version of Mario that you play, you okay, grab, fair. You okay. grab Bowser by his goddamn okay. tail, spin him, and throw him somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because if you're way. if you're if you're asking, you know, a 45 year old who maybe played the you know the early days in SNES and Super Nintendo and then 64 and then stop for what for life, then they wouldn't know that. Then they would. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that there was no axe though that cut a bridge. Because that's that's iconic that's in the early games. Legendary, sure. But again, you know, maybe that's now we're bordering on too much nostalgia, trying well, to earn points for nostalgia. So I, I think there are things like that that are probably cut out of a slightly longer version yeah. of this because there are other iconic things from like stuff that probably saved the Mario franchise. Let's talk about Mario Sunshine for ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Mario Sunshine is such a different take on Mario and the mechanic that it brought in with you and your jetpack. Yeah. 
there's no real jetpack stuff here. There aren't. Not no. not at all, right? Mm-hmm. And listen, most people have no fucking idea what I'm talking about, okay? It's true. But that game it's on true. GameCube probably saved Mario as we know it. Yeah, okay? because there had been a long time between the last 3D title to that yeah, one. Yeah, Mario 64 to Mario... Yep. Yeah, um, and there's no talk to them. They, like, they they had stated at one point that they like they weren't going to do a 3D one again. Yeah, like that the Mario 64 was a one shot deal. Yep, and they ended up putting up Sunshine, and it actually like the game doesn't have the recognition it deserves. Nope. It is a good game. It's, it's a, a fun game. But every just, but everything on GameCube, nothing on GameCube got the recognition it deserved because it yeah. was just like Fair. a lot. No, well, yeah, GameCube per, and, and to Wii were two completely lost Nintendo generations. Well, hold on, hold on. I mean, um, per generation sales, GameCube was the weakest showing of by Nintendo. However, Wii was like an insane resurgence for Nintendo. It was it's like its second highest well, sold console of all, of all time. Well, fine, sold, but it's it's also it, it has two benchmark um, yeah yeah um, awards of. One of the highest selling consoles of all time, but one of the least selling game attach rates of all time. Yeah, yes, well, people bought it, but after they played, well, they wanted Wii games, Sports. Yeah, people wanted two things: Wii Sports and Mario Kart Seven. That, that's all they wanted. <laughs> sure, fine. That's, that's with Nintendo. Like Mario is Halo. For without it, uh, those franchises, those consoles really floundered. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's fine. The other thing that I I wondered why we didn't get to see any of it of is, is Yoshi. Is well, hold on. You got to see Yoshi. Yeah, you got to. And uh, if you watch the end credit for one yeah. for one second, there's another Yoshi. Yoshi. Okay, I'm aware. That's, that, I'm aware. Okay, that's that's fine. Because look, Yoshi's there. Yeah. Okay, he's there, or our Yoshi is there, yeah. right? The other part of it is, we saw Mario Kart. Yeah. We didn't see any other Mario sports related stuff, True. right? And the one other thing that Mario is very very good at is driving other sports games. Now here's the thing. I have a theory on that. Okay. Now, like it, it, the way this movie ends, they live in the Mushroom Kingdom now. Okay, I believe that if we get into more of the Mario universe, is that because they live in the Mushroom Kingdom now, they'll start showing, they'll start showing everyone New sports, sports game, like like okay, like the sports from the Bronx, you know, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff from Brooklyn. I think they're going to introduce that to the Mushroom Kingdom. Okay. And that's where we'll get that if they do that. Because, yeah, listen, that stuff doesn't need to be an integral part of a story, but those are big deals could, for, like, well, Nintendo. Well, like, could you imagine seeing, like, l- like a four-minute segment of, like, them playing tennis in, like, some intense or Strikers way. or some shit. Yeah, it looks yeah. cool as shit on screen. Golf, yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, 100%. those are, like, I, I've spoken about it to you guys many times. One of my go-to party games is GameCube mm-hmm. Mario Tennis. Oh hell yeah! Like that shit will cause fist fights. It will. It will lose <laughs> friendships. You can't be. You can't be boo. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm no. boo. No, you shitbag. <laughs> <laughs> then somebody disconnects their wave bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fuck you. That's some. That's some 2002. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, listen. Yeah, oh, listen. That's a callback. Listen, right? even as you get older, those fist fights still happen. 100%. <laughs> yeah, they absolutely you piece do. of shit. So can I, can I say some things I was disappointed in? Sure. No, yeah. absolutely. That's, yeah. that's why I wanted to open this yeah. floor one, up here. So one thing I'm disappointed. Let me get up my notes. I was taking. Well, obviously Yoshi, because you brought it up first. Well, no, I mean, Yoshi's just one of those things that like, obviously they know what they had and they know this is good. We're going to make a sequel. We'll be yeah. fine. Not. Well, listen, so, I, I hold on before you before you dig into it. We assume that is Mario a two shot or a three shot? Are we talking Mario trilogy? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Okay, hundred percent. Okay, well, I, I just wondered because listen, clearly there's a sequel, but mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Grayson. Um, one thing I'm disappointed in is some of the like some of the fan service. I'm not sure was 
well placed and like it just kind of came off as like ah i don't know if i'd have done that can i just one thing i'm in, in particular that a okay. lot of ogs will is when he first walked up to the castle and they say your princess is in another castle <laughs> yeah that's like, funny it doesn't that's like world breaking in its own universe because it's not used correctly it's like it's not even it's just a throwaway line in a throwaway part of the movie that doesn't you know yeah, it doesn't make I any think sense. That's, I think the fact that I it's a throwaway right. line though at like a very like early part of the movie I think that's why it's there though because it's like you know kids aren't going to get that but you don't give a shit about that at that moment it's just a quick like three second interaction for you you know score easy points <laughs> they on. look at each other and just laugh yeah like and I do okay. have a question so I'm, I mean this question may actually be aimed more at Roger because we Roger and I had an in-depth dis- in-depth dispute about that stupid song in Frozen 2 when he like when his like face is transposed on the he's talking about loving the girl and he's like you know his that's 90s transposition of his mm-hmm. face on the screen is yeah did we get the Bowser song because of the success of the Frozen 2 version of that no, no, I, I wonder about, about that. I think two. they let Jack Black do whatever the fuck he wanted. They're like, yeah. what if, what if I wrote a song about Peach, say. and you guys it's think you could animate that? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Because Jack Black wrote that song, mm. and then they animated it. So that was absolutely Jack Black. Listen, also we get our hands fancy, handsome boy Bowser mm-hmm. and his you know tuxedo. We, we do. Listen, he's dapper. Did you start lactating immediately? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now, if we got Donkey Kong in his white suit, like it, oh, it's all there, bro. Man. Also, there. I was, I, I felt kind of misleaded, misled. I should misled. say misled <laughs> um, <laughs> with the with the uh, the Mario Kart stuff. How, do you How mean? so? Well, because the way we got it, I, it wasn't really Mario Kart. It was, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just. I, I've heard some other one one other person in my office talk. He also shared his dissimil- his disinterest in this. Okay. He's like, so I thought we were actually going to get Mario Kart. And we got like a weird. I understand incorporating the game into a a, a narrative story has to be some changes, uh, but I mean, I'm I know you guys are all you know love the Mario Kart section. I didn't quite love it, even though that's like my strongest entry. I like that's my strongest got, Mario hours spent is Mario Kart. You, you got seventy percent legit Mario Kart there. I think well, it's you, I think you, it's fair to say you, you got, even got the reference yeah. to jumping off the thing right, in Rainbow yeah. Road yeah. where you can shortcut the yeah, thing from, yeah, 60, so, I mean, from sixty-four. I mean, yeah, you got the yeah. appeal, the blue shell, the shell. You know, where one of them the, shot a, a rocket, a fireball. Of, of, of course, I get that. Where the, where the misses are is the fact that like you know the Kong's carts come preloaded with weapons. You know what I mean? You well, know? that's from Donkey Kong Racing. Oh, that's a good call out because yeah, Diddy Kong. Holy Racing. crap, you're right. Yeah, Diddy Kong yeah. Racing. Yeah, Diddy Kong from sixty-four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but, but you still had to hit power-ups to get those, though. Sure, but that's why that their carts look different. I didn't even different. think about that. That's actually a huge call. I, I forgot about Diddy Kong Racing. That's I have, actually I have, cool. I have, another, I have another, another question. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the beginning, when, when the film opens and the, the, the Bowser craft is approaching the castle to get the star, yeah. he says, open up or die. Now, yeah. I wonder, so I, I wonder, the second time through when I was watching it in 3D, arguably, I, I thought it was a much better, view, was a much better experience in 3D. I that disagree movie, 100%. It's so beautiful, though. The illumination shines in animation. I don't agree with that at all. It's absolutely wretched. Um, what? what? That's just, I don't <laughs> well, think continue that's your point. Right. We, we, we um, can debate okay. that uh, next. So, I, open up or die, and then there's another right after it, not too much. Oh, and then when Luigi arrives in the Deadlands, is mm-hmm. some of those scenes aren't really for the faint of heart. Oh, you know, like, I, I was... Okay. No, don't. Please don't. Of course, but like, when Luigi's looking around and then there's that, that skeleton right in front of him that rushes the screen in 3D, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. 
and it, it was very startling for a lot of people in the audience like i heard a, <gasps> like an act like a i wonder I mean, why they chose to go that dark f- for that second for my two five moments. Year, my five-year-old did say spooky like that that was her exact quote when when that happened she went spooky but she never stopped watching it and she never stopped smiling you know what i mean it wasn't like well, no, it, i like, don't mean you trying know. to talk but I know that a lot of I know that you know one thing Roger and I always say about How to Train Your Dragon franchises it's not entirely aimed at kids it's very it's some of those themes are very adult oriented themes and mm-hmm. this is what I think a trope in when you're making a, a purely kids movie which I think Mario does fall in that category is you put a few of those things in early so people can be like oh no 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 it's not just for kids it's got some great moments for adults like I I just I find that to be cheap and tacky I I, I, any, I don't like that. I don't think any adult is going to watch this film and then say, no, this wasn't just for kids because, you know, Bowser said, you're going to die. No one's ever going to say those words. That'll never come out of anyone's mouth. I think that's probably Also, if you really want to talk about somebody being crazy, let's talk about the little blue Luma for a minute. Yeah. Because listen, (laughs) that was was for adults. Okay. Listen, I love that. Stole the show. 100%. I I need one of those. Yes. And I need it to guide me through life. (laughs) I mean, there's, there's already like Amazon stores dedicated to it that like have like, like 3d printed things with all i wanted to do is say yeah just fresh meat for the grinder (laughs) grinder. or or what i called you what he's doing when she starts laughing oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) or when when they're all being lowered into the lava and she's like yeah yeah finally the sweet release of death (laughs) oh god and then what I the name I gave you what one of my favorite thing he said and one of the people I went with was the only person that laughed and she laughed very hard in this viewing and the stars like time wait time is like hope fleeting yeah <laughs> no like so like in in my theater showing uh the first time with the 3D with all the kids and stuff like anytime uh Lumen said anything everyone was laughing so it it was it was it was everybody the, you know the parents are laughing, which makes the kids laugh. It, that that was a good experience moment, and and that was for the adults. That is something you can call out. You know that was for the older audiences because it's funny and it, like the, the dark humor there is so true. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one of those things that's put in that's clever, it's witty, and it's in it's done in such a way that the kids aren't confused by it. They 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 know it's funny and to some degree. But they're not quite sure why, and parents, adults are having a good time with it. When did you go, Chris? By, by the way, when did you end up going? We went Saturday at one o'clock. Was it a madhouse? Uh, like it? It was not. But there, so there were a uh, lot of people. There were a good bit of people though. So like we were, there was like I think I count. Well, I was trying to count them as they came in. We were we were the first people there, and um, there were like I think almost like 38 people besides us in there after by the time everything was said and done, it was not packed, but it was enough people to where like, you know, you had to strategically sit. So you didn't have people in front of you kind of thing, but it, it was a good time. My kids had a great time. The theater was good energy. Parents were laughing. Kids were laughing. You know, not all the kids were quiet. My kid was one of them and no one, no <laughs> one, like no one gave anybody a hard time. Everybody knew what, what they were in for. And my second showing of it, it was like the middle of a day on a, I don't remember what day, but like middle of the day, weekday went there and it was like me and like maybe seven other people in that showing. That was fantastic. So it, it was good. But both times I saw it. And I can't wait like to have the... a t-shirt that has Luma on it. This says fresh meat for the grinder. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't like the 3D. I did not. I thought, I thought the 3D was unnecessary because after, so I saw it in 3D first 
and you know everyone had the glasses on. I had a hard time with my five year old for her keeping them on. She kept on wanting to take them off. Um, but like, like they weren't oohed and odd by it. Uh, the big, the, the the biggest like reaction they got was my five year old at the very end when the credits roll and the, all the credits are in three D because it's so like visual. It's right in your point. face. Yeah. So like she like she dug that part, but like when I saw it then, I felt like I was trying to watch the like see the three D, and I wasn't getting to see the movie. And then when I watched it the second time in big D. I saw like I felt like I saw so much more. The screen seemed brighter at that point than it was like in the 3D showing. I just feel like I got more out of the film and was more immersed because I could just watch the screen instead of watching for 3D or trying to see the 3D stuff. So just for fidelity, I didn't watch it in 3D either. Mm-hmm. I only watched it in the big D showing. Yeah. Not because I wouldn't. I'm above watching it in 3D. Obviously, I watch most yeah, of yeah, my yeah. stuff. I can't. It was just the way time ran out or lined up. But I mean, I don't. I thought 3D was dead. <laughs> and then Avatar ruined it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Avatar's fault. Well, I would, I would, what 100%. you say, Chris, is like necessary. I would argue that 3D is never necessary. Ever. Okay. But yeah. Occasionally, it can be a nice gimmick. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to go back to the era where five movies where a movie year. like this would be good for something like 3D. But Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see like why people like why people that enjoy 3D would like, you know, like this in 3D. But like, Everything we saw, and then seen, especially since I saw it twice, and I saw it without 3D. You know, I was fine with the movie when I saw it in 3D, and then I saw it in in 2D, and I was blown. I was even more blown away by it. It was so, better, sure. Yeah, the experience itself spoke for what you know what I needed it to be. So let's talk about the experience for a second. Yeah, well, let's let's do that, right? So I went on the middle middle of the day on a Wednesday, I think Wednesday or Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was Thursday, actually. Um, and it wasn't a full house by any means, obviously, because we went at like four in the afternoon, okay. which is perfect for me. Yeah. But, you know, there was a handful of people in here. And it's like there were some kids, some adults. You know, me and my wife were there. We didn't take my kid because I don't think she cares about Mario in any yeah, real yeah. capacity. But um, people were having a good time, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. openly laughing at stuff, especially like the Luma stuff we just talked about. And, you know, there's a couple of kids in there that seemed to be having a good time and it was a, it was a fun theater experience. Yep. Right. And we haven't had a movie like this in a while. You know, what was the last animated thing we even watched before this? Puss in Boots in December. Okay. Wow. Shit. Has it been that long? Which is, I think another reason why this movie did so well. My, my wife pointed that out. Like there's nothing, there hasn't been anything else in the theater since Puss in Boots. So hmm. moms were ready. You Puss, know what I mean? Puss in Boots is a good it movie. It is. It is. It's not saying that it's a bad film, but like, you know, something new in the theaters is, you know, the first thing is Mario. Holy crap. Oh yeah. Let's get them out. You yeah, know, roll the yeah. kids out. So yeah, it, it was nice being in there in a full crowd, you know, a little bit of a crowd mm-hmm. uh, having a good time. So that was that was nice. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, it, and uh, like I've already said, my theater experience mm-hmm. with the kids, like, you know, every, everybody was laughing. Energy was good. No one was yelling at anybody's kids, their their own or otherwise. It was a good time. You know, I, I was there one mom in my theater that was a little bit loud and laughed a little too hard at all the jokes. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> she what? was drunk. Leave <laughs> but her you know be. You, you, you're going to have that. And overall, I. I'm glad I got to see the movie in the way that I did. It's good, it good you got to see it yeah. both ways, though. I mean, you got to experience. No, I agree. The the three D is always going to be a little a little darker anyway because the the lenses put a little tint over. Oh, okay. The screen maybe, brightness. Maybe, anyway. maybe that's what maybe that's what it was then. It is that. So another thing I didn't like was, and I told this, I I discussed it with Roger. I I just I don't like, um, the, how Mario got rid of the missile. He just he just Tony Starked it out of the like again almost the same way. I just thought if you're going to steal something, don't make it so obvious. 
is that's my whole thing. Tony Starked it. Because just the picked bull- it up and pushed it. Out he of just the way. He, he just like took it to another place and then threw it in the ether in the in the pipe. Oh. And then like, right, like yeah. Stark put it in the you know he put it in the portal and then so I just if you're gonna steal don't make it so obvious and the Lion King moment where he hits him with a stick and oh did that hurt well that's in the present like. Don't just if you're gonna steal, don't make it so obvious you're gonna steal it. I don't know if the stick was a steal from Lion King though. I think he, I think he had a stick with him and he smacked him with it, and I think that was funny. My five year old thought that was amazing. She, I, she laughed. I, her, I know she laughed did. her terrorist was, head off. Well, I mean, but the, that's the thing though is, I mean, you don't think that was stolen from Lion no. King? You don't think no. that was a consideration when they were writing that? I, I don't think they said, "Hey, let's do the Lion King thing." No, no, no I, I don't say you. I don't say they're not like, "Hey, let's." I mean, I'm, but I'm saying someone. I would imagine that went into their mind when they did it because it happens almost the exact same way. I mean, there's so many movies though. Like, I know. You're, I, you're, I know. You're going to draw parallels from from visuals. I, I think. know. It's hard yeah. not to draw parallels, but I don't know. Just, yeah. What else did you guys? Well, let's talk about a thing. Like, what was your favorite thing about this morning? If you have to, if you have to isolate one favorite thing, what my is that favorite, one thing? My favorite moment in this in this film, after watching it now twice, is I actually really like the sequence where Peach gets the ice flower. I don't yes. know. I don't know why. I but I really enjoyed that. And and there was some little girl somewhere in my theater that went oh, Elsa. <laughs> and I thought that was. Good. Good. I thought that was hilarious. Omega level mutant. Yeah, yep. Who <laughs> <laughs> killed yeah, thousands? I really, I really like the whole sequence, and um, it has my it has my favorite uh, nostalgia call out, which is when she activates the uh, the big bob bomb. And he makes the same goddamn sound. <laughs> he makes the same burr, burr sound and then starts running around. His and stupid little arms yeah, waving in the it's, air. It's straight from Mario 64, man. And I was like, okay, the that's first good level stuff even. right there. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, I'll go, um, one of the things that I, I, you know, I just, I am so visually impressed mm-hmm. by this movie, right? You know, nostalgia aside, like this movie is vibrant. Mm-hmm. It, looks good so this is to me like what video games are becoming yeah right because if you ever played like super mario odyssey on a switch on a 4k tv even though it's not in 4k it is crisp it's smooth like this is what it looks like and i'm very happy by that i think that this is something that and you know you guys may disagree but this is why they picked Illumination, though. Yes. If you think about their animation style, it's so bright. It's so visually popping. And that's a, a like everything that happened in this movie, besides like a few scenes, happens in a very bright screen, a very yep. bright atmosphere, where usually we get like that really dark CGI. Well, even, even scenes where it's not bright, like when Luigi's in the Darklands, mm-hmm. everywhere there is light is very... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It pops. Yeah. Not, not not to make a pun, but it's very illuminated, right? Yes. Like, and it's it, it. I think that this studio does that style of animation so well. It's so smooth, and it looks like mm. the animation from the games that we've played before. Mm-hmm. You know, like especially like your your Odysseys and your Galaxies and all that kind of stuff. It looks very much like that. So that was a big a big plus in my book, a big bonus. I love the way it looks. One other thing that I want to bring up about how things looked is the title sequence, right? Yeah. Where they both come out on the screen and they hit the thing and it turns into the red Nintendo logo. Yeah. I see that logo every time I fire my switch up and Mm -hmm. go into something. And it's just something that always makes me smile Mm -hmm. about how that white Nintendo with a big, bright, red background 
how like appealing it is to the eyes yeah. and like i fucking love it mm-hmm. and when that came on the screen i just kind of smiled like an idiot i'm just like <laughs> oh yeah i see that a lot you know yeah. it's it's like little things like that little cues and you know i, I see real potential because yeah, listen, this movie has been a thousand years in the making. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right, like it's you started and stopped and started and stopped, and you know any studio would have killed to have this mm-hmm. licensing agreement. And I'm so excited for the future of this. Mm-hmm. And I guess look, it's never going to look bad. No, <laughs> nope, never. That's one thing it won't do is look bad. Yeah. One thing I do well, like you, about right? the Nintendo logo is, isn't the isn't that the colors of the Japanese flag? Isn't yeah. the Japanese flag a sun? Like, isn't that the World War II thing they always had on the planes and everything? Was not the Nintendo, but like yes. the, the, the white and the red was. You <laughs> know, they kind sped of the... into battleships burning in Pearl Harbor, <laughs> oh, blazing. No, no, but like, it's, it's the it's the red it's the red and white sun logo on the. Flag. It was only a matter of time. Yeah. Um. No, I just thought, I always thought there was something to that Nintendo logo and the the mm-hmm. Japanese flag. I always thought there was something to that about the color scheme. Obviously, there yeah. is because they're both Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, it's am I wrong? Also, is in the one of the songs towards the end. Um, I, I think it wasn't it the same song when Mario turns on us or something happens in Mario's listening to a song. Is that the same song that Chris Pratt listens to in the beginning of the first Guardians film? I'm almost positive that that, that has to be it's, the. It's that possible has, that has it's to be that, that that reference. And there's and there's a yeah. million other references we didn't talk about and. I, well, well, well they're fun i want people to find out for themselves well, that's yeah, the thing yeah, is yeah. i don't want to i don't want to say everything but no it's what it comes down but before we score is what it comes down to is this is one of those movies where fun matters we're even like one of those rare movies where like nostalgia also matters i think a little bit is that's why i think people are having such a good time about this and and one of the one of the articles i saw just in my passing um on the when i was just clicking around eating my lunches they're saying so someone said Numbers have to, every ticket sold matters. But the question is, is there a way to quantify how many families, how many family of four has seen this five times? Is there a way to just, you know what I mean? Like how many, how is that easy to quantify versus not quantify? I don't think you can. But what does that matter? How many people went and resaw Avatar 2 because of how much they love the Avatar Well, no, sure. And I, well, no, I, I, I understand that. But yeah. if, if, if you have... A hundred thousand people that are seeing this movie four times, and they have two kids with them each. Well, I just—if I can find the article again, I'll send it to you. But it's a very thought-provoking yeah. article about actual numbers and how it's probably impossible to get actual viewer numbers. Just, it's just, I mean, you, just, you just can't, can't. Well, do that's it. that's one of the things though, that we don't judge by as viewers. We yeah. judge it by financials. Yeah, the, the only force, like the only time that that would actually matter is if is if is if a studio is trying to protect its own film and buying up movie theaters. That's the only time that something like that would would actually matter. Because otherwise, it's just it's the money's the money. The ticket sold is the ticket sold. Whether it be somebody that loves something so much that they see it four hundred times, and that, that that that's a big drop in that bucket for you know for when you figure all this out, or if it's some dad and his daughter seeing Frozen, you know, for like the twenty ninth time, time you guys yeah. talked about, you know, it, it's that doesn't matter. It, it because people are going to see this movie and they're enjoying it. That's what matters. Of, of, of course, and for just a little bit of a of a scale here is I remember seeing the article about why Roger. I'm glad you brought up Murder Mystery Two earlier for what we're going to check out next week. The f- opening the opening weekend of Murder Mystery Two, I think Netflix had was viewed something like 21 million times. But if you if I think I did the math quickly on my calculator is like the opening weekend Friday to Monday. I think that's got to be if you're gonna if you're gonna average it at ten ten dollars a ticket. 
wouldn't I mean that would crush any movie opening anywhere. Which oh, is yeah. well, so hold on. I I want to put a caveat to that. Do you believe that number? No, I no, not even for a second. Oh, yeah. Because I mean that that's some I mean, seriously, because look, average out of ten ten dollars a ticket. Do you think if Murder Mystery Two came out in a movie theater? No, that it would have made two hundred nope. million dollars. No, nope. no, not God. even close. I mean, even in its entire domestic run, it'd be it'd be like to make Renfield money. Yeah. So, Netflix, you're lying. Well, I just <laughs> I find all these things very interesting to compare with. Yeah, yeah. And it's and I I gotta so I'm gonna issue an official. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong about Mario. Um, and uh-huh. I do I do of course owe Chris and Roger some some Baconator goodness when I return. Delicious. Um, and I will make good on my promise. Um, I'll, I tell you what, I, 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 I'll tell you what, guys. Go ham wild. I'll get you. Make a list of what you want off the Wendy's menu, uh-huh. and I'll get you whatever you want. I'm just going to send you a text that says the menu. All right, fair. <laughs> uh, so, no, I was wrong about Mario. Menu. I don't want it. Something I told the guys earlier was, I don't, I'm not quite sure I would have, in any world, guessed Mario was going to do as well as it's doing week after week. And I, I mean... What do you think it's going to do next week? If this week was 84, week, week two, okay. what do you think domestic so, is next, next week? I'll feel, I'll feel this, right? Yeah. I think Mario, listen, so it's at like 87 million right now, right? Domestic. Assume that it does a 40 or 50% drop. Let's go 50% drop. If they do another 40 or higher next week, that's an incredible number. Because mm-hmm. look, this movie goes unopposed, basically, until Guardians. Yeah. So... It will just continue to train wreck everything. Yeah, no other kids' then. movies around, anything like that. So no. yeah, it, it's going to do well. I mean, like to I think to cap this off before we scored, I, I had a couple things I wanted to point out. Sure, like numbers Fire wise, away, and th- this is mainly for you, Grayson. Okay, just like, like for the way you led that in. Like the other two properties that are easy point at for like you know video game properties that have tried to do this now is Last of Us, okay. and their game sold 37 million copies, right? Like, in all the times it's been re-released, republished, all that kind of Remastered, stuff. Remastered, blah, yeah. blah, blah. 37 million copies. The Halo franchise is 81 million throughout its whole inception. Every Halo game, all the spinoffs, 81 million copies. Mario Kart 8 alone has 50 million almost. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the number that I'm 50 like... 50 million. Understand. That number is gargantuan. The top 10 Mario games recorded have 300 million copies sold. Top ten. That isn't that isn't all of them. That's just their top ten. Thirty three hundred million copies of the What's of the number Mario one? Games. Number one is, is Mario, Mario Kart, Kart is, okay. at fifty million. Okay. Which Mario is Kart, insane. But I mean also so, yeah. it's kind of interesting how Mario games outside of like Super Mario RPG, Legends of the Seven Stars, and maybe a few others. That is what a fantastic oh, game that is. Oh no, that, yeah, that's fantastic. If, if I can't if, find a copy of it and I want to play it so I have like now. seven. Do you want one? Yes, I have a okay. Super Nintendo, please. Son. Um, yeah, thank you, buddy. I even have one in, in box unopened still. Get a fucking team. emulator. Um, eh. One thing I wanted... So, I thought that was interesting how it is, like, yeah. most Mario games, and I'm talking about the ones I'm recently playing on Switch, it are the ones like the the like the, the Super Mario Brothers, like, whatever that Wii was, is, I, I downloaded on Switch, is like... Yeah. It's... There New are, Super Mario Bros. That's yes, fun. Yeah, that's... Yeah. There's no story to any of them, usually. It's no. just... It's like a platformer... 2D or 3D kind of side scroller. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I did love that Cat Mario got some real, yeah, real play here. Love too. Yep. And that what's that? What's the one suit from Mario Mario Three called? What's Tanuki this? suit? Tanuki suit. I couldn't think yeah. of it. Tanuki yep. suit, but the it's most funny. useless Mario suit. I mean, you can fly. Well, you could also turn into stone. Yes, yeah. which most people don't know. Which he didn't do. Which I thought was odd. True, because they just could have put him in the raccoon suit, which yeah. is the ears and the tail. Yeah. 
right? So I thought he was that in was the weird. Two, the, the, that suit, and then some guy, as soon as he changed into that suit, he yelled it in the theater. Tanuki suit! And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> that's pretty cool. So there you have a Mario 3 yeah. fan right there. We um, also didn't get the giant boot thing that the yeah. Goomba guys jump around. But, well, here's the thing, though. The success, yeah, stuff from Mario. The success of this film, we're going to get something next. Either there's going to be a number two of this down the road. There's going to be. Which what I if it's, it's super weird like the second Mario game? Listen, uh, <laughs> this is a crazy I would, spinoff I would with magic for, carpets and Birdo. I, and I'd <laughs> respect them for, yeah, for their insane follow through, but I don't think that's what will happen. Me neither, but God, what a fucking dice roll <laughs> well, that like, would be. However, you, get, know they're gonna, you know they're going to make jokes about it. Of course, oh, yeah, make probably. Dude, what it, if yeah. that's the fucking intro? Like him dreaming. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's amazing. Illumination. I got, I got ideas. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so like, I mean, like either we're going to get a Mario, like it's going to be Mario, you know, Super Mario movie two that has Yoshi in it, or we're going to get like whatever spinoff properties next within the Mario universe. We're going to get stuff. So all these things are possible. We're going to see a lot of this stuff. I'm just excited to see what they do next because we're going to get something. Because it's going to break a billion. A Mario movie, a video game movie, is going to break a billion dollars. That's amazing to think about. It's awesome. Well, I mean, it it's opens not... so many doors for so many good stories. Oh, oh, of, of course, of course it does. But I mean, and this not... one doesn't even have a very good story. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but of course, I mean, look, Illumination is no, Illumination is damn good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was the only idiot chose to bet against it. So, I you mean, were. let's just make that. I mean, well, no I mean you probably won't. won't bet against it next time. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Probably. No, he'll be like, there's no way it's going to do as good as the first one. <laughs> Maybe. It just depends. But, um, and, and I know a lot of the negative feedback online is just people being stupid idiot trolls. Well, about- so I, I legitimately saw some feedback online where somebody's like, the CGI is terrible. And I'm like, who the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> like, that to me is as dumb of a crit. Listen, yeah. if you like, hey, man. Movie soft. Wasn't hell. there an article that said um said uh, the new Super Mario Brothers movie may be worse than, yes, than the nineties yes, film? Yes. yes, that's the that person hasn't seen that film or is just wanting clicks, right? Yeah. Like, that's all that is because you can't say those words and mean them. No, and if you do, you're dumb. Like well, with two M's. That's the. Th- it's not. I like watching that original Super Mario Brothers movie because like it's so. It was like, every, what is going on with that piece of crap? Colossal it's like failure. Bad, it's like a bad Fifth Element spinoff, right? That's my that's point. It is. Is like, it's yeah. fun to watch and like, what the hell happened here? <laughs> you know, it's just, it's fun to, there's a, I remember reading an article about it and like, they were, they were pointing out all these Easter eggs that like, I never even considered because I didn't care to consider them. No, because it's bad. Yeah, that's just the whole thing. But all right, so we, we should move the score this then. Uh, I'll yeah. go. I'll go first if you okay. guys don't mind. Yeah. Um, so listen, I, I think you know you guys. Have, if you've listened this far of the show, you understand. Listen, the story behind Mario is not earth-shatteringly like, oh my god, <laughs> this is the best shit that I've ever seen. But the experience, the way that it looks, man, I, I think this movie is like a seven. Okay. You know, I had a really good time with it. I will absolutely watch this movie again. I can't wait to get it at home. Um, I can't wait for a couple more years from now when we get inevitably another Mario movie. Um, I had a really good time with it. I liked it a lot. But again, though, it's 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 this to me is more based for kids. And that, that's totally OK. 
Um, but it's, you know, we have seen kids movies and family movies that have far deeper story telling like the frozen films, the uh, how to train your dragon shit. Even Shrek has a deeper story <laughs> than this. Right. Um, and then, and then even coming off something like, you know, we just had Puss in Boots last wish, mm-hmm. which is an incredibly well-told story. Yeah. You know, this movie gets by on the fact that it's Mario and it's fun and it looks awesome. So it's a seven for me. Okay. Gotcha. Let me go, go next. Grayson or me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, you go next. I'm gonna. This is this is a five point five for me. Ooh, what? I love the the animation style. Um, I didn't like with what they did That's with fair. some of the characters. I just didn't like the fact that they didn't try to give us a deeper story. And you and you could have like, there's one last Yoshi egg they have to protect. You know, Bowser's coming to destroy all the kingdoms and not just to marry. The whole Mary Peach thing was. I was like, what? When that first was a thing, I was like, you got to be kidding me with this. I mean, he wrote um, her a song. Fine, yeah, but on. fine, but fine. Um, I just, I, I wasn't as as big a fan of it as you guys are. And when you put it up against, even Shrek, when you put it up against Shrek or How to Train Your Dragon or Frozen, it just comes up short every time on almost every aspect. That is true, I, and I on the, and on everything. It's like you, mm-hmm. it'd be, it'd be tough to argue that. It really would be tough to have a real argument to go against what I just said. Character-wise, story-wise, obstacle-wise, villain-wise, everything, everything. It just goes falls short on all of them. The only thing I think it exceeds admirably well at is, well, two things is it's a great Mario movie and it's also a great video game adaption, which we sorely need right now to get more of them. But, I mean, it's, for me, it sits at a five, five and a half. Man, 5.5, that's like barely above an average film. Well, I'm the most hard on movies I want to be tens. Uh, I mean, so. I get you. All right, so this movie was exactly what I wanted out of this film. I, like, my family had a great time with it. You know, my five-year-old, my eight-year-old, my wife and I all got to see this film and had just a blast, you know, from start to finish. This, I think this movie does so much right with how, you know, it has this, the nostalgia callbacks in it that, you know, people want to get from something like this without them getting, you know, jammed down your throat. This film just it hits all the things it's supposed to hit and it hits them well and i had a great time i saw this movie twice and i never i've never done that before and i thought i was going to be bored the second time around because i just wanted a different visual experience it's weird right seeing it's the second time yeah but i was locked in and i was laughing at the same jokes having a great time and thinking critically about the movie and yeah the this movie is an eight uh, is an eight and a half for me out of ten i love this film i think it's great I can't wait for it to come out on video like like you said, Raj, and just get it like, playing in, in my living room for my kids. This one will be watched so many times. 84,000 times. Yep. I'm going to see this movie <laughs> as much as I saw in Kanto. <laughs> and I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I had a great time with this movie. So, yeah. But it even comes up short against all those, too. It like does. In, in Kanto and a everything. Movie, sure. like, I mean, I mean that's I, my point, though. Is like, uh, It doesn't financially. Ah, I mean. <laughs> but, I mean, look. And and in all fairness, that does matter too. It, it, it does. Every 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 stat, like in baseball, every stat has to matter. Every stat has to matter. So, of of, of course, it it does. But I'm definitely sure we're going to get a sequel. Whether we get a trilogy, oh, yeah. that's a. I mean, I don't know how many years. Do we know how like when this went into production? Like when they started animating this? No, but I'm sure we could find out. Yeah, but I, I, mean, I, 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 I just wonder, where... like the 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 cycle from start to finish it takes to make something like this with so yeah. many colors and so much going on on the screen at, at any given time. I just wonder. Like the actual start to finish time, but all I mean, right, it, it it's just I don't know the movie 
was everything that I, you know, that I, I wanted it to be for like that family experience and for just a solid film that, you know, anybody can watch and like, and I think it, it accomplishes those things. So wait, you say it was everything you wanted it to be. Yeah. You wanted it not to have a story and just to be kind of a, I did, I didn't need my Mario movie to have a strong story. That's not what I need. I needed this movie to be fun and I needed it to, you know, in, in, embody the spirit of Mario's Nintendo, you know, Nintendo's Mario. That's what I needed. That's what I wanted from this film. You I'm know, not even sure it, been... it did that. That's the thing. That's where oh, I have such a hard did, time man. is. I'm not sure it, it like, did. but it doesn't, it doesn't, it didn't have the creativity and ingenuity that most of those tentpole Mario titles had. You can't guess... say that it doesn't have creativity and ingenuity when the world building itself and it, it, it guiding you along, seeing the things that, that you know, bring the familiarity to you. That is ingenuity, you know, to make that 2d space come alive to you in, in a movie like this, to where it's recognizable and doesn't look cheesy, that's that is ingenuity. I don't think. I just this, think that's. I just think that's visual visualization. I just think that someone with a, this is what I want to do, guys. Here, here like it's, it's a collaboration oh, yeah. of many minds working yeah. to put one thing on the screen. I don't think that's ingenuity. I just think that's a hive mind collaboration. I mean, can you say that any animated film has done what this has done visually before? I, Honestly, what what is the thing it's doing differently than nothing else has? It's it's taking you into a two D space, but not flat on the screen, and it's it's guiding you through this process that doesn't seem cheesy, it doesn't seem like it's like it's it's out of place in its own world. This feels like a living, breathing thing they've you know they've brought in into the movie space. Well, fine, you know? fine, but when 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 you adapt something into the cinema space, you you I think you need to give things a little more consideration than. I mean, I was wondering like, well. Does Mario is, is Mario just invincible? Can he take a beating like that from Donkey Kong and just that's it? So why are we worried about him getting hurt by Bowser if he can take a beating like this from Donkey Kong? That's one question I was asking. And like you have to, I think you have to answer those questions in in, in a movie way more than in a, in a video game or any kind of other it, medium. It took twenty six months to animate this. Jeez, yeah. And that's, and, and, and that's after they start an, like animating and like that's just yeah, the animation, pencil yeah. drawing, and getting it to that point is like a whole another like fourteen months. So that's that's just insanity to me. But I mean, this is a conversation we can have at another time. But maybe yeah. another one of those special episodes. But there's a lot of converse, There's a lot of good talk here. Yeah. Um, but because uh, I'm I'm glad for 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 your sake. I'm I'm glad this movie is being received so well. Oh yeah. Because I'm I'm glad because like would you have okay? Let's just for one second. What if this had come out and been like a they made all the wrong choices and right now yeah. it's sitting at 145 million? Would you have been heartbroken like crestfallen? We would have just beat the shit out of it for the last 90 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> we would have. We, 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 we would have gave it what it was due. But would you personally have been heartbroken? Oh yeah, because you know I want it to be a good movie. I want it to be something that I can you know I can share with my kids and say you know you know laugh at it with them and. You know, when my eight-year-old is, you know, 13 years old and I can, you know, point out more things that, you know, she's going to care about that, like, you know, yeah, I used to, when you played one of the older games, you know, this guy was in it and he made that same damn sound and, you know, he was the first boss. And she goes, really? Yeah. And we fire up, you know, Mario 64 and I show her and she thinks it's actually cool. You know what I mean? It's, those are all, all important. Right, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. This has been episode 326A of Ford Love Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. 
I am Matt Rogers Stillian. And I am Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. Check out some news stories. And send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at The Pope's Exorcist and Murder Mystery 2 on Netflix. Woo.